Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our colors show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. This is the Mike Keller Show. That's how we roll. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Keller Show. Now, here's Mike Keller. Hey, welcome in on a Thursday afternoon to the Mike Keller Show. We've got, as always, we, we seem to always have... A lot of ground to cover. There was ground to cover last night from both the NBA and college basketball that I want to get to. Uh, There is NFL football returning tonight. There's conversation about the Packers coming up on Sunday. The Cleveland Browns have made some news in advance of that Sunday. For one team, a showdown. For the other team, they're trying to win for just the second time in the last 28 games. How about that? How about last year being 1-15 and and this year being 0-12? That would make Cleveland... Yeah, I don't know what they did the previous year. I'm just saying in the last two seasons, they are 1-27. and 27. That's not good. So we've got a little bit of that ground to cover. Mike Mitchell, the defensive back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving us some food for thought as well today. And the, the Mitchell thing just illustrates how far we have to go in order to understand that the gladiator sport that is the NFL has some changes to make with the demeanor and the attitude that is pervasive in the league. And I don't think that the the attitude is necessarily wrong, but it's contrary to the direction that the league has to go with big hits. And again, this comes back to money. And money has to not be the driving factor in how the NFL needs to proceed. And we'll get into that conversation as well. Part of our uh, Twitter poll today at the Mike Heller Show at Heller Sports is about Badger basketball, who lost last night, couldn't close out again. They've had two, maybe three of those now, where their inability to close out in any of them has cost them, and they are now four and six on the season. And we'll get into what that means bigger picture in a couple of minutes. I'm Mike Heller, that guy over there. Now, I say over there because you can see us today on our Facebook live stream at the Big 1070 and the Big 920 on our Facebook. You can see it if you want to. I mean, it is radio. I'm waving. Hi, camera. Hi, Mom. That's Joel Finkelman. Yeah. On the doctor. Hello, everybody. What's that from? That's from Doctor Who, the best TV show in the history of TV. Yeah. I think it always works better with your drops if it's done with some type of a foreign accent. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. A good chunk of mine are. Yeah. Well, sort of. Well, even Mankey's done the Wisconsin public address announcer. I mean, that is like an accent, even though it's not. Well, and a lot of the Star Trek ones have like pseudo-British accents. See? So, yeah, yeah I'm right. with you. That's fair. You know who can't do an accent? 
John Audius. Ask him to do an accent. Like if you like sometimes I'll get into my SEC talk and get into the, the southern accent. And uh, then yeah. John will try to replicate and it's just it's it's horrendous. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all, no, yeah, John. That would it. require hustle and effort. You know, you gotta practice. He's, he can fake hustle. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you're smart enough, you see through fake hustle all the time. Like he's fake hustling today. Posing for pictures by the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Tough life he lives. Tough mm. life. Man, yeah. must be tough out um, there. If you don't mind, I would have you go ahead and push that button, uh, third one to the left and up one. There it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This is the Big Three at Three. The top three trending sports stories this hour. Number three. That's right about where the button is. All right, number three. Jordy Nelson has, uh, how do I say this? Um, he's been less than productive lately. I, I think that's the nice way of putting it. Uh, what do you think is behind this? And do you think it turns around fully even if Rodgers comes back? Yes, on the latter. Uh, no, otherwise. Listen, really good quarterbacks in the NFL throw receivers open. They throw receivers open. Receivers that are covered, they throw them open. Julio Jones isn't always running wide open. Des Bryant doesn't always run wide open. Antonio Brown sometimes does. However, many of the other very good receivers are very good because of their simpatico relationship with the quarterback. How well they know one another, how well and how much they trust one another, and the quarterback's innate ability to throw to that receiver while being covered and throw them open. Just watch the replays on great throws and catches. They throw receivers open more often than receivers are running open, unless they're running against the Packers secondary, then the latter is true. But Jordy Nelson, since Aaron Rodgers has gone out, Nelson has been targeted 34 times in six games. 34 times in six games, just less than six targets per game. He's at, he has 18 catches in the six games. That's three per game. Totaling 120 yards. Hmm, that's so, not good. So think of Julio Jones in the first half against the Packers secondary. <laughs> oh, come on. Is what Jordy Nelson has done in six weeks and no touchdowns. Looking at you, Dom Capers. So I would, I would uh, juxtapose that with the first five games when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, 290 yards for Jordy Nelson and six touchdowns. Since in the six games, 120 yards and no touchdowns. Okay, so but... we ask, is it Jordy Nelson or the quarterback? The obvious answer is the quarterback, but there is some Jordy Nelson. He's got some James Jones in him, and by that I mean he's the older guy at the YMCA that seems to always score buckets at will, but never out-athleticizes anybody, if that's the right he's way to say it. has got the old that. man moves. Yeah, and that's what Jordy has, but he needs a quarterback to throw him open, to trust that he will get that back shoulder move, and they don't. Hundley doesn't have that. That's, part of, that's partly on Hundley. He is who he is, inexperienced, but also from the talent gene pool as far as being an NFL quarterback, Hundley is well down the list compared to Aaron Rodgers. It's not just experience, it's also about ability. The innate ability. The ability you don't get to teach somebody. Okay? These guys have it. Tony Romo had had it. Could have had it if the Packers would have called him. Okay. Um, I, I think that uh, that Romo had. I think that Rodgers has it. There are other quarterbacks that rely almost exclusively on their skill level. Brady's got that that I'm talking about, obviously, with Rodgers and and Romo. 
Uh, Philip Rivers has some of that. Drew Brees has it. Watch when Drew Brees throws to somebody and tell me that that receiver is open when Drew Brees throws the ball. There's a relationship there and an innate ability. So I've switched this to the quarterback conversation because if Aaron Rodgers comes back a week from Sunday at Carolina, Jordy Nelson will be featured in the offense. Now, Devontae Adams has passed everybody else up as far as ability to play the position. But Jordy Nelson didn't get dumb, and he didn't get less athletic after week five. He is who he was then. The quarterback knew what he could do and threw him open. This quarterback can't throw him open. Doesn't have the experience or the innate ability to throw him open. That's the Jordy Nelson production drop. All you have to do is look at the pick from last week. Jordy Nelson had a little fraction of an inch where he was open. I was there. I saw it in person. Only threw it about eight yards short and about four yards to the left. Yeah. That's, and, that's not going to do I'm it. I'm telling you, late throws and short throws, somebody says, oh, he underthrew him. No, he, yes, he did, but he underthrew him because he threw it late. Yeah. When you throw it late, the receiver outruns the throw. You can't be late on those deep throws. That's a, That's a quarterback issue. Number two. All right, number two. Yesterday we mentioned our uh, worry level for the Wisconsin basketball team heading into their game against Temple. They lost that game, although there were some positive Ooh, signs. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. I haven't watched it yet. I have a DVR, and now you just spoilers. It. Uh, but yeah, it, there were some positive signs. Uh, so I guess I'll just ask it again. Where are you on the worryometer today? Yeah, so I got a little bit more from this by uh, putting it out as my Twitter poll question, okay? Uh, about 700 of you have voted on this question. After Wednesday night's loss at Temple, Badger basketball now 4-6 and six on the year. Wisconsin owns the nation's fifth longest NCAA tournament appearance streak at 19 years. Does that streak come to an end this season? Right now, of the almost 700 votes, 62% of you say, not good, the streak will end. 27% of you are holding out hope, and another 11% believe that they will rally to continue the streak. So roughly 38% of you aren't sold that that streak is done yet. So almost 4 in 10 still believe this team can rally or will rally to keep the streak alive. I'm of the mindset that they would have to run the table in the remaining non-conference. That means beating Marquette and then more winnable games that will follow. And then they're going to have to probably go 11 wins in the remaining Big Ten games. That would get you to 20, I think, if my math is right. If you're going to try to make the NCAA tournament, one of the magic numbers is 20, but you also have... You have to have those strength of schedule wins, those marquee wins, those hang your hat on win wins. Um, those are the things you have to get. And I don't know. And there will be plenty of opportunity, right? I mean, they're in the Big Ten. There will be teams that they're going to face uh, with plenty of opportunity. Uphill climbs in those opportunity games, but opportunity. They've given some of those away. This young team, you would hope from the educational process, will learn how to close by not closing. Right? Sometimes we learn by our failures. And this team has to learn quickly by some of the repeated failures in the first 10. Uh, six of those losses, probably four of them, have been of, the, of the, the ilk where you could easily flip two or three possessions around and turn that loss into a win. And those two or three possessions are typically predicated on young players not doing things that need to be done. 
Number one. All right, number one. You've already mentioned it already. The Mike Mitchell story talked at uh, at his locker in front of reporters. Defensive back here for Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, stop me now if you've ever heard a Pittsburgh player complaining about the league and how mm-hmm. they handle things. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, wait. They, they never do that. Anyways, uh, here's just a little sample of what he had to say. This is football. If you want to see flag football, then let's take our pads off. That would make it easier for me because now I don't got to wear heavy But give us flags for me to pull off because that way I know what we're playing. You know, I signed up to play full speed contact football and we're not doing that. I feel like I got to ask a guy, hey, are you ready for me to hit you right now before I hit you? And that's crazy. We got to play some football, some football. How are you feeling about that? So this is this is the uh, mindset in uh, in football that it doesn't have to be changed. Listen, when he says we're playing, I signed up to play football. I don't know if that part I didn't listen to all because I've heard that before from him uh, earlier in the day. But is that, did he in there say that wasn't the the clip that says uh, do I have to let the offensive player know I'm going to hit him before I hit him? Yeah, that was right at the end. That, okay, you weren't even come on. No, I, I mean I heard it, so I checked out at the very last <laughs> wow. second. Somebody had emailed me too, and and I'm easily distracted Jeez. in that regard. So um, to that point, I understand what he's saying. This isn't touch football. This they don't have flags on him. You're not always hitting the quarterback. The the rules that they have about hitting the quarterback that is. Uh, for the protection of the game. What Mike Mitchell doesn't realize here, and it's not to his own detriment, is he's... Listen, these guys are paid to hit. They're paid hitters. If they don't hit, their defensive coordinator, their position coach, gets all over them. Separate the man from the ball. So the mindset that that was prevalent for George Iloka on the other side of the ball with Cincinnati on Monday night was when Antonio Brown is catching what might be the game-winning catch in the end zone, separate man from ball. That's the hit. That's the suspendable hit that the league somehow found a way to overturn uh, in the suspension process. Still incredible. Still incredible. But Mike Mitchell rings true to that concept. Mitchell is saying... We hit. It's what we're paid to do. The the attitude, the education process has to teach the next generation not to not hit, but to not hit with the helmet. Yeah, I think that I think the older guard out there that listens to the show. Yeah, I'm older than you, but there are listeners who are older than me, Joel, is what, what? I'm getting at. Yep, right. No way. True. Uh, we'll tell you, and, and I know a bunch of hockey players that said that the game got more physical with sticks once we put helmets on. Well, this, okay? is, the, this is the leather helmet theory. Yeah, it's the it's yes the the helmet has become a weapon. When the helmet wasn't so good, the helmet wasn't a weapon. You know, if the helmet wasn't so darn technologically sound, they would even wouldn't, though it's not because they get concussions all the time. Right, but they can use it as the hitting weapon. It's a battering ram yeah. device. Before, when the helmet wasn't that good, they didn't do it that way because it hurt to do it. Now, I mean, concussions have always been part of it. Back to the hockey analogy, when when hockey went to mandatory helmets and then to mandatory face masks, sticks came up. All right, it used to be that sticks stayed down near the ice. Why? Because they all knew the feeling of a stick coming up high and players defended that we don't do that. It's mutually assured destruction when when sticks come up. Once they put on helmets, sticks came up more. Once they put on face masks, now sticks are up all the time. 
because it's the rare circumstance that that high stick actually gets under a face mask or in an area where it does damage on the face. So that's the concept here. You've, somehow they have to re-educate, and I think they are, and they're starting you know, with high school and college on the targeting rules to re-educate. And this goes back to when Mitchell's talking about the $50,000 he got fined on the hit against, I think it was Zach Ertz. Yep, that was the A couple one. of years ago on the throw um, from, uh, what's what's it? The Red Rifle. Yeah, Andy Dalton. CCU Andy Dalton. Um, he's right, but see, that's my point. That's- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My point, probably since before that hit happened, stop hitting them in the pocketbook because nobody else cares. Take away, uh, suspend a player, kick him out of the game. You don't have to find him, but now his coach is mad. Now his GM is mad. Now the owner is mad. Now the fan base is mad. And those things influence players. They influence players. They influence their employability. So I don't disagree with Mitchell, but I think it does illustrate that you have to change the education process of how a player thinks because that is exactly, that is exactly how they think. Separate man from ball by whatever means. And if there's a flag that gets thrown, I'm okay with that. Because wouldn't Iloka have taken the flag in the end zone if the ball is out as opposed to the catch? Yeah, probably. I mean, granted, they It's going to be first down on. a goal, right? I yeah, mean, you're going to get... But that's why players... That's why defensive backs interfere and that's why defensive backs are unafraid to leave with a helmet in those situations. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 877-729-1070. 877 877- Seven two nine ten seventy. That guy over there is Joel. Hello. I'm Mike. This is the Mike Heller Show. Back in on the Mike Heller Show, we're going to visit with Bill Huber. What time are we doing that? Uh, PackerReport.com, Green and Gold Insider. 335. Oh, it's next. Soon. Yeah, soon. Coming up. Uh, and we'll do that... Uh, here very shortly, because 3.35, as I see it, is 15 minutes from now. That's what I'm saying. It's all subjective on what is soon and what is not soon. Is time subjective? Are you sure? Isn't it? Uh, I think it's objective. I think it's relative. Oh, jeez. It's in the beauty of the beholder. Eyeball something. What? I mix it up all my colloquialisms. Come on, man. Um, 877-729-1070. That is our phone number on this program, 877-729-1070. I just saw your tweet. Uh, that, that Joel, that you put out, you can uh, follow Joel at Joel Finkelman. Or if you were going to say it like Mike Mankey, you would say at Joel Finkelman. For three! Yeah, but you, I just threw in that yeah, last that part. Yeah, that part isn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and you tweeted out that feeling when you know Heller is about to answer a who cares about helmet to helmet, let them play football phone call. And speaking of that, we go to the phones. Yeah, we got Joe on line one. Joe! Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Good, Joe. How are you? Uh- Doing pretty good. Um, I just want to make a comment on that Schuster Burfecht hit. Vontez Burfecht has been hitting people 
way more viciously than that for years. And people are just now getting upset because he got hit over a good football hit. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, okay, so so here's my question on that. I, and listen, I, I said this yesterday about Perfect. Uh, people wanted to hit him because Perfect has had a bunch of those. I, I don't know where you start this deal, but the NFL needs to legislate Perfect hits. And in yes, in that case of Juju Schuster, that hit, the George Iloka hit, those hits have to go away. So at whatever point you want to start it, and somebody's going to say, well, that guy just got what's coming to him, not if you're going to start the law. If you enforce the law that says targeting the helmet-to-helmet hits have to go away, then Juju Smith-Schuster's hit, which and, and I'd still, I'm still debating with some on Twitter about whether it's helmet-to-helmet. I'm just telling you. That is the classic video that they're going to show teams and officials that says this hit is not allowed in the game. A, it's a crackback, which means it's horizontal or beyond horizontal to the line of scrimmage, parallel or beyond parallel to the line of scrimmage. That's fancy When a player right comes back upfield to level a hit on a player that does not see them coming, that's the definition of blindside, and delivers the blow to the shoulder neck, or head area. That's how it's defined. That qualifies in every one of those attributes. It's upfield. The uh, the person being blocked didn't see it, blindside. And the hit is to the shoulder, neck, and head area. All of that applies. So that hit is not okay. That's the point. Oh. Uh. So would we, would we just call that rule the Vontez Perfect rule? Maybe kind of like the uh, Tuck rule. I'm just wondering what we'd call it for fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you could you could go you could call it the Perfect rule. You could call it the Juju rule. Uh, yeah, I mean you could you could name it however you want. But I'm just listen, and it's not. It, there are two things that are at play here. One is player safety to a certain extent, and I know what we're talking about here is we're talking about the hypocritical nature of the league that's trying to enforce player safety on a league in which you can have a team play on a Sunday and follow up by playing on a Thursday, and the only reason they're doing that is for television revenues. And, and you don't have to do it. You could all you could institute a second bye week and ha- never have a team play Sunday to Thursday. Never. All you got to do is institute a second bye week. I mean, so from a player safety standpoint, I get it. It's a bit hypocritical. But I'm just telling you something that a lot of people have been saying, but not a lot of people have believed. If you want the National Football League and football in this country to exist two generations from now, you better protect this because it's going to go away. It will go away. It will die a slow, painful death. Not to be totally gone, but there is a king of the hill in the American sports television culture, and it is football. And if you don't start to protect these things, it will die. Not in 10 years, not in 20 years, but in 30 and 40 years. Because I'm telling you, moms and dads don't want their kids playing that violent. That's that's part of the point. And the NFL is starting to get it if they can get money out of their way. Money is always the uh, detour to the proper destination. And money detours them, takes them places they're not supposed to go. And that's why they play on Thursdays. Because money took them to a stop they shouldn't be at. Who's next, Joel? 
All righty. Did, did I do okay there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think it was very good. Well, how, what did you think of his response when I... Oh, that's <laughs> it's fair. I, I mean, I guess my thing is like, so I've heard from from people like Joe, and I've heard from other people on Twitter that that there's there's a group of people out there that think that hit was a like as he put it a good football play. Yeah, a lot and, of, there's and to a me, bunch of people that think that. And to me, it's like I guess I always wonder. It's like, do you like the person who's saying that? Do you want that to be a good football play? Is that is that what you want to see on a weekly basis? Because that's I guess not what I want to see. I don't know. Uh, we it do, used to be viewed as that's a clean shot. Yeah. Things are the different part of, now. Yeah, you've got that mindset has to uh, start to be, that has to transition out. Yeah. All right, we have uh, Jeff, currently Jeff on line two. Hi, Jeff. Mike, how are you today? Good, Jeff. What's going on? The, the part that frustrates me the most, um, you know, the, the Juju Smith-Schuster hit, um, you know, the hit on Antonio Brown, but how is the uh, Rob Gronkowski hit put in the same category as those two? Um, you know, when we talk yeah. about the, you know, being hypocritical, um, you know, Gronkowski probably should have sat for, you know, three to four games because he blatantly tried to drive a guy's head, you know, with his full weight right into the ground. He could have broke the guy's neck for, you know, just off what? Yeah. Because you're frustrated? Yeah, Jeff, um, I, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't have an excuse for that. It's not been the focus of our conversation entirely. I think, um, uh, and that's probably um, a bit on me. Uh, but I agree with you. I agree that the league should have come down heavier on Gronkowski. And you know what they could have done in that case, Jeff, is go ahead and suspend him for three games and let him appeal it down to one or two. Well, and it, here's if, if the basis of Mike Mitchell's argument was that the league was being hypocritical because of the Gronk play, then he had something to stand by. I, I'm a, I'm, I would be behind him 100% because that play was extracurricular, after the whistle, out of bounds, laying down. Uh, I mean, I can't name any more things that are pretty, like, any more grotesque for a guy who's then diving on a player's head, giving him a concussion. And 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 Mike Mitchell then has something to stand on. But if you're just going to sit there and do the, the normal Pittsburgh Steelers thing and complain about the NFL and how they, oh, we can't play defense anymore, even though they happen to be one of the better defenses in the league, and so somehow they've apparently figured that out, but I guess they could be better, whatever. If he could at least stick to that story, stick to the Gronk thing, I think he definitely has something. Otherwise, it's this is all kind of just a mess. But, you know, that is uh, the reason I wanted to play the Mitchell, and we will uh, occasionally throughout the afternoon, is that that player attitude is not isolated. That player attitude is the predominant player attitude, especially from a defensive player. That's the dominant attitude in the locker room. And, by the way... That's the era of football, and there's no, listen. Mitchell has a history. It's it's not the first heavy hit that he that he's been involved with or been on the field for in some of the things we've seen. Uh, they they he talks about the hit against Ertz a couple of years ago that cost him fifty grand. The reason it cost him fifty grand is that it wasn't his first hit. He's a repeat offender, but repeat offender like James Harrison, like Vontez Perfect, like Mike Mitchell. Uh, and you can go back. I mean, you want to go back. You can go back to Mel Blunt. You can go back to lots of defensive players who have done exactly what Mitchell's talking about because it, it's how they are taught. And by the way, it's how they earn a living. There are hitmen in the secondary, and defensive coordinators want them. Well, there was Dante Hightower. He yeah. was still in the league a they, couple years ago. Now they want them a little less right now because those guys are subject to 
being suspended. Or if we get in the targeting rule, they're subject to being kicked out. You know, I, w- I was interested, and I didn't do the research on this. My bad. Um, but college football instituted the targeting rule a couple of years ago with the automatic ejection. Second half required you to miss the first half of the following game. Since they've done that, you know, I, I cover all the Wisconsin games. I'm at every Wisconsin game. They had T.J. Edwards for one game this year, of which he got run at the end of the first half, late in the first half, so he missed the rest of the game but didn't miss the next game. I think, I could be mistaken, but I think that was the only Badger player that had that this year. Why do you think that is? There are opportunities. It is because it is preached. Now, I don't know that firsthand. That's I'm guessing. I am surmising. I've seen the college game this year. And listen, Minnesota under Tracy Clays a year ago, they had half a dozen, I believe is the number, of players ejected for helmet-to-helmet hits. Wisconsin had one. Interesting. So there is a culture that preaches that, teaches that out of the game and a culture that allows it to stay in the game. You've got to transition to the culture that takes that element and begins to phase it out or eliminate it entirely. And again, it's what I was talking about yesterday. Heard Barry Alvarez say this many times. On because there are fights on the field, right? I mean, it's a it's a violent game. It's a nasty game. It's sometimes a cheap game in how players go about certain things. You can't be the retaliator. You know, you can't be the guy that pushes back or punches somebody in the helmet. And the reason is Nothing's going to happen other than you are going to get in trouble and cost your team. It is a selfish act to commit that personal foul, that hitting somebody in a helmet. You know, the closed fist deal, which is stupid in football anyway, to hit somebody in a helmet. But it's selfish. Heard Barry say that many times, how selfish that is because you are costing the team because you want to be the tough guy. Be the tough guy between the whistle, within the rules. But anything above that is selfish, and I believe the same thing on the targeting, the helmet-to-helmet hits. It's there for an instant, and it's a temptation to use the kill shot. Bad choice of words. Nonetheless, you get my what I'm trying to impress here. It is uh, very, very hard to turn that down if you're a football player. But we've got to move to the point where players turn it down. We're going to visit with Bill Huber, PackerReport.com, our green and gold insider. He is due to join us next on the Mike Heller Show. So we welcome you Bill Huber, PackerReport.com, our green and gold insider. Joins us a couple of times a week, brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison. Bill, how are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm good. Have you heard the uh, Mike Mitchell sound from the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back? Have you been privy to that today? Um, no, other than he was very upset about um, his guy was suspended the same amount of time as Gronkowski. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, it's the gist of it, but do uh, you want to play a little bit of it, Joel, and, and, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about this. This is Mike Mitchell of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is football. If you want to see flag football, then let's take our pads off. That would make it easier for me because now I don't got to wear heavy but give us flags for me to pull off because that way I know what we're playing. You know, I signed up to play full-speed contact football, and we're not doing that. I feel like i got to ask a guy, hey, are you ready for me to hit you right now before I hit you? And that's crazy. 
Okay, so let me ask you a question on that, Bill. Now, not not verbatim, but don't you get the sense that there are a lot of guys in every NFL locker room, and in this case, in the Packers locker room, defensive guys that have the same mindset that the, the some of the hitting is being legislated out? Yes, without question. Well, Bill, I, I don't feel bad for anybody making a gazillion dollars, but I, I, I do feel for them. Um, we get to watch it on super slow motion replays. Yeah, and I realize these guys are some of the great athletes in the world, but to ask them, you know, you know, sometimes you see a guy get hit in the head, like you know, a running back ducks his head. Well, what's the defender supposed to do? The guy's ducking, so he's aimed, he's aimed him up in the midsection. The running back ducks his head, so therefore the linebacker hits him in the head and gets like, what? Well, what in the heck is he supposed to do? So right. yes, I totally understand Mike Mitchell. I will sit there in a the press box and and you will see roughing the passer. Or whatever, and and I say to I sit next to Rob Demosky and Jason Willie. Go, wow! I can't believe that's a penalty. I know it is because I've seen that play called now twenty times over the last three years, but I still can't believe that's a penalty. So yes, I I, I totally understand what Mike. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So let's, sure a lot of your listeners do too. Yeah, so let's take three hits and, and dissect them just a little bit. Danny Trevathan to Devontae Adams earlier this year when Adams is being held up. That hit needs to go away from the game. That is a predatory uh, that's that's a predatory hit by Danny yep. Trevathan. Agreed? Absolutely agreed. Yeah, and th- that's what they want to get rid of. All right, now the two hits that we saw on Monday night. First, the one from uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on Vontez Burfecht. Now, take the fact that it's Burfecht out of it because I think a lot of players in the league, especially offensive players, love that Burfecht took a hit like that. <laughs> but yep. that being said, that is also a hit blindside, uh, either parallel or up the field to the line of scrimmage. It qualifies in both of those, and then it is shoulder, neck, or head, and all of those apply. I thought that that hit, and I'm not getting full agreement from people that listen to the show, but I thought it is that hit that also needs to be taken out because it is a malice of forethought, line up the player, and hit him on what some would term a kill shot, um, and, and I also think that that hit is egregious. What do you think? I agree with you, too, on that. Um, you can block a guy without doing that. Again, yep. I'm going to like Al Bundy. Back when I played high school football. I used to love hitting those people like that. You know, But, yeah, it's, you don't want to take away someone's livelihood and you know, to launch yourself into them. I mean, that's, you said the kill shot. It's a perfect word for it, where you are trying not to block the guy. You're trying to knock the guy into the middle of next week or maybe the middle of next season or maybe into the middle of never. There's no, there's no reason that you can make a better block than that, than, than to try to take someone's head off. And we've seen um, blocks like that against Packers players. Um, the Vikings game. Oh, God, who was that against? Uh, you know, Clinton Dix was incensed about it. Um, I'm drawing no, a blank. I'm trying to think. And, and you could go back a number of years, and that's the, uh, that's the Warren Sapp on Chad Clifton hit, right? And that's, that one's point, away yeah, from the point. ball, but that is the same. And that one wasn't helmet to helmet. It was just a totally unnecessary 
Very seductive hit. For the player that makes the hit, that is a hard hit to turn down, but they have to change the mentality at some level of those moments in the game that says, you know, it's just as effective to hit him in the chest, and it's just as effective in Warren Sapp's situation all those years ago to just get in front of the guy. I mean, you, you didn't have to knock him out of the game. You didn't have to put him in the hospital. Um, th- the play was 40 yards away from him. He wasn't a factor in the play. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and then the last hit that I wanted to compare it to is George Iloka. Now, here's where, for me, now I don't know if you'll feel the same way or not, but here, for me, is where it gets to a gray area. The defensive backs coach, the defensive coordinator, in that situation, they are taught to separate player from ball. Separate player from ball. And I think that hit was high. I thought it was a helmet lead. Those are the problems. But if he makes the same full hit, shoulder, into the chest or midsection, it's going to hurt the receiver just as much. And you might separate the ball, and that's the difference. And that's what you're talking about. 100 miles an hour, moving target, maybe that was the attempt. It just, it you know, it's 100 miles an hour. And at full speed, sometimes you miss. Yeah, you know, as much as the NFL wants to legislate this, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's up to the players to self-legislate this. You, you know, you guys have put yourself in the guy's shoes. You want that to be you. I mean, it's one you know, yeah, yeah you were, your careers and, and livelihoods and all that. You would hope in your heart of hearts that, that player A doesn't want to have player B's career end because of something that player A did. You would hope they don't think that because it could just as easily be him the next time, you know, there's a interception and you know you know you get someone gets a chance to get a blindside block on someone he's it's up to the players to figure this out i I think or that otherwise the nfl just has to drop the hammer down and use one game suspension well heck with that make it two and three and four and so it hurts the team as much as the player but yeah something's got to get done all right one one you're gonna have players Oh, I agree. One final thought on this before I move on to Sunday's matchup with Cleveland. Um, Michael just tweeted in at Heller Sports. He said, as an older NFL fan, I grew up watching Ronnie Lott decimate receivers. It taught players to protect themselves at all times, that old head-on-the-swivel concept. Quarterbacks needed to be selective on passes that they threw. It truly is a team effort when protecting one another. That's part of what Mitchell had to say because he got fined fifty grand a couple of years ago for a sit a hit on Zach Ertz on a throw that that was up top over the middle, and uh, Ertz had to dive for it. And then when he hit him, he got fined on, on the deal. That's a little old school, but you know we're not that adverse to the concept of old school football. But that's that that's that priority, right? Uh, hit and protect one another. But it's up to the quarterback to not throw a ball in which the receiver is vulnerable. You're right. You know, I, w- I would. With all the stuff out about CTE and, and brain injuries and everything like that, and these players are so much bigger and they're so much faster than they used to be. I don't. I don't want to. I, 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 w- I would hope these guys can live and function and, and yeah. walk. Right. When they're. 15, 60 years old. It's, you know, heck with, not the heck with, but yeah, it's a, it's hurting, it, maybe it hurts the game to some extent now, but we gotta, we gotta have some compassion and, in, in uh, feelings for what these guys are gonna be like 30 years from now. And yeah, no one's putting a gun to these guys that had to make them play, but, yeah. you know, to, to entertain us, is it, do they have to sacrifice the last three years of their life or 20 years of life for having a, you know, for having to hobble right. around with a cane or, right. or whatever? I, I just don't, there's got to be some sort of middle ground here. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Now let me ask you a question about coming up on, on Sunday. Um, the Cleveland Browns fired their GM today. I don't know if that what impact that has on the field on Sunday. They haven't won a game. They only won one time last year, so they've won one time in their last 27 times. Uh, that being said, do you view, like I do, Sunday's game as a coin toss? Yes, I do. Um, last week I called an audible, and I ended up picking the Packers because after the injury, injury report came on, I thought, well, shoot, they have too many guys hurt. I am, honestly, God, I am picking the Browns. I'm not, there's no middle ground on this. I am picking the Browns to win. Um, Cleveland's offense is horrible. They turned their turnover machines, but Green Bay is going to be without Kevin King and Devon House. Um, Cleveland's defense is actually really good. They are the best run defense in the league. Yards per carry, they are the number one defense in the league. What does Green Bay do? They run the ball. Um, Green Bay, the Browns' pass defense struggles against tight ends. Well, the hell, the Packers don't have a tight end to throw the ball to. I did, man, I think the Browns are going to win the game. I think I think all the matchup advantages. Or were Cleveland's bad? I don't. I don't think Green Bay can make them pay. So I think the Browns are going to win. If that happens, uh, it, it kind of goes back to the question we asked on Tuesday, and have been asking for uh, about a week or so now. If Cleveland does get their first win of the season, and the Packers, um, uh, with a loss, essentially by most imaginations, they'd be out of the race. Would Aaron Rodgers be cleared to play and play if they lost at Cleveland? Why would you bother? Jeez, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a doctor. Maybe healed is healed, but I wouldn't bother. Um, I don't. I don't know if Rogers would see the value. Me, he said it to us the one time he talked to us was something along the lines of, "If I'm healthy and if there's a reason to play, there's both. You know, if, if, if there's no reason to play, I think you, you might as well just keep playing Hundley to see what you got and see if you um, just how big of a priority you need to make on on drafting a quarterback." And then uh, quarterback, whatever it is. Yeah, and then last uh, final 30-second question, and that is on Jordy Nelson. His lack of production since Aaron Rodgers goes out six games, 34 targets, 18 catches, 120 yards, and no touchdowns. Is that all to do with the relationship of uh, he and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron able to throw Jordy Nelson open? Absolutely. And we, in fact, we talked about that when you, you asked me when Rodgers got hurt, who was going to get hurt, and I said Jordy Nelson's going to get hurt because – He's not athletic enough to routinely win. We've seen that. My God, the guy caught five passes last week, and he, he made one guy miss. And so he got 17 yards. You know, he's not athletic enough to beat to beat anybody anymore. And Rodgers and him have ESP, and it all works out. But obviously, he doesn't with Hundley, and he looks like an old receiver, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and and I think we've seen that. But uh, great quarterbacks throw receivers open, and great quarterbacks with great relationships with receivers. Uh, it even becomes greater in that regard. So, uh, well, we'll see if you're right and hope that you're wrong Sunday in Cleveland, and we'll uh, have a chance to visit on it next week. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Bill. Bill Huber, PackerReport.com, our Green and Gold Insider, brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison. Oh, the Packers and the Browns. Well, Bill Huber just, I mean, that wasn't even a whole lot of hesitation. And he laid out the, the criteria by which he made that selection. That was depressing. It was depressing. Dang it. Did you book him? I think that was a John Audius thing. Let's blame it on him. Oh, let's blame it on John Audius. All right. Uh, Four o'clock hour coming up next. Your phone calls, 877-729-1070. You're listening to The Mike Heller Show. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our colors show where the numbers ain't. 
We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. This is the Mike Keller Show. That's how we roll. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Keller Show. Now, here's Mike Keller. I will get high. Hey, one hour's in the books. That means we have two more yet to go. Welcome in on a cold Thursday afternoon. Well, depending on where you're listening, all right? So one of the great things about uh, this show is that you can take us wherever you go. Like today, it's streaming on our Facebook platforms, right? Uh, Joel Finkelman, you have put that up there for people to see uh, live on Facebook. It looks like I, like I'm looking at the camera like I should do a little bit of this, like it's a leaning tower of... There's a little bit of an angle on it. Yeah, you just yeah. have to go to the Facebook page of the Big 1070 or the Big 920. You can see it there. You can see our ugly mugs staring back hey, at you. Hey, hey, hey. Howdy. Hey, oh. hi. Howdy. Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, I, I forgot to do I... something. I'm a doctor, not a zookeeper. There we go. Should I say hi to your mom? If you want to. Yeah. Hi, Joel's mom. Hi. Hi, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else you want to say? I don't know. My sister was tuning in earlier. She was? Yeah. Hmm. Don't know if she is now. What? She forgot what you look like? Uh, Probably. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, Joel's not always in on the afternoon show, but he is because John Audius is uh, spending time, again, in uh, exotic places. Like today, he's posing for pictures at the Golden Gate Bridge. Working hard. Or hardly working. He just out west on the company dime, not not this company, the University of Wisconsin, on their company dime. You know, they get him a suite in the hotel and charter flights and food's always taken care of. And then they're just kind of tooling around by the Golden Gate Bridge today. And then there's some volleyball, I suppose, in the mix as well. They play in the Sweet 16 tomorrow night, Friday night, late night with the Badgers at about uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow night at Stanford in the Sweet 16. So that's why he's not here. Joel is. And, uh, And we've got ground to cover, ground that includes the Green Bay Packers. Bill Huber of Packer Report joined us just a couple of minutes ago, our Green and Gold Insider, and he didn't hesitate at all. He picks the Cleveland Browns to win in that matchup on Sunday and yeah. gave oh gave what he thought were really good reasons for it. And if you listen to him, it, it sounds like it's a pretty rational way of thinking about it, which I don't like. Who's going to be their starting two corners? I mean, really? Can yeah, you name him? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, that's the crazy part. If you're talking it King is. and House, I didn't realize House was out. Yeah, so until that, he said it. I mean, oh becomes, my goodness! Yeah, that becomes an issue. Yeah, the the injury report out today. Devon House did not participate. So um, Nick Perry also did not participate. I don't know how that'll work. He's got a foot and a shoulder problem because we all, not all of us, but most of us have both feet and shoulders. We do. I mean, I, I would say a majority of people do, yes. Yeah, it's like that injury. Yeah, he's got a groin. Well, so do I. It doesn't mean it's hurt. Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers has an ankle. He's got a groin. Uh, got an ankle. Clay Matthews with a shoulder. Uh, Kenny Clark was full. Ahmad Brooks full. Limited with Quentin Dial. Demetri Goodson did not participate. Devon House did not. Uh, Nick Perry did not. And Jake Ryan was a full go today. It seems like always when you look at the injury report and you uh, compare or juxtapose against the other teams... Like, there's always more players listed on Green Bay's injury report, at least this year and last, 
See, uh, than I would like, else. I would like to actually break that down and like see if I could get a statistical analysis of whether or not the Packers are more injured than everybody else because yeah. really we see it more, so that's yeah. why we think it. We is. think it, and it's um, really not true. I talked with Bill Huber about that earlier this year, and they've looked at it, and it, it isn't. And yeah. it, and then when somebody says, "Well, the Packers ought to reconsider their strength and conditioning, their training methods," and I've said that they don't have more than others. It's not. It just seems that way because it it's the only one you look at. Well, it doesn't. But I'm also because like later in the week, you'll kind of see the side by side a lot of times of the two right. teams. And yeah, a lot of times that's when you'll see, you know, 12 yeah. guys listed on the Packers and four on the yeah, opposing right. team. So I'm, I'm with you. So we've got some uh, some ground to cover. A disappointing finish with Badger basketball last night on the road at Temple. They'll be home with Marquette. The Golden Eagles come in for a brunch at the Cole Center on Saturday, 1130. It's the tip time. Uh, Bucks basketball last night at the BMO Harris Bradley Center against their conference rival Detroit. That's a good win for Milwaukee. Still, uh, there are other elements to that. Uh, some football conversation as well. We've got ground to cover. That's Joel. I'm Mike. Welcome in. Joel, push a button. This is the Big Four at Four. The top four trending sports stories this hour. Number four. All right, the Bucks did win last night, 104-100 against Detroit Basketball. What Sorry, is that? That's what they do before the start of the games in Detroit. Do they? Why Why? why do you know that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I lived in Michigan for a few years. Okay. Anyways, moving on, the Bucks got 68 points from Giannis, Middleton, and Bledsoe, the big three. Uh, I think somebody came up with a weird name, but I, I, haven't, I haven't liked any name I've seen for them yet. Anyways, are you starting to get a little excited about the Bucks? Do you think they can compete? with the top level in the East. No, I don't. But that doesn't Ooh. mean I'm not excited about what they can be. Listen, the Bucks are 13-10. and 10. Okay? I'm not going to get excited about a team that's 13-10. and 10. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do they have a path, a road to success? I think they do. I think they do. It's like the, the train, right? I think I can. Uh, oh, the train. Oh. Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the right one? Is that the right train? I think so. Okay. Uh, I thought years. you said latrine. I was like, bathroom? Why not? Yeah. Okay. It, we need a break or something? <laughs> that um, all right. So, yeah, the Bucks are 13 and 10. They've won six of their last 10. So it's not – this is – look, look if, if you want to get excited about a team, the Cleveland Cavaliers have won 10 in a row. That's when you get excited. The Boston Celtics are 22 and 4. That's worth being excited about. The Toronto Raptors are 15 and 7 and have won 8 of 10. Those things, those numbers, are worth being excited about. That the Bucks have won six of their last ten, and that they are three games above five hundred. That's uh, above mediocrity, but not by much. So, am I excited? I'm hopeful. I hope that they give me more to be excited about. I love some of the elements. I love some of the things that Eric Bledsoe brings. We all love what Giannis does. He's twenty-three in a day now. So those are good things. And beating Detroit, who is um, you know, just a game, rather a half game ahead of you in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are a half a game out from being the number four seed. 
All right, they played 23 games. So a little bit more than one quarter of the season. And right now the Bucks would be the sixth seed. That doesn't make me excited. If they're the three, that's catching Toronto, of which you're two and a half games back. If you're the three, that kind of gives you something to be hopeful about. You hope then that you can win a series. I don't think you can win two. Because right now, if you were looking at trying to win two series, the Bucks would open against Toronto, team that knocked them out a year ago. Toronto's 15-7. and seven. If the Bucks were to move up the two spots to be in Detroit's spot, they'd play Philadelphia. I think they could beat Philadelphia. But in their second-round series, they'd be playing Boston. I don't think they can beat Boston right now. I don't think they can beat Cleveland right now. So you ask, I'm long-winded on this. It is radio. Uh, you ask, am I excited about the Bucks win or about who they are right now? No, but I'm hopeful. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. You- one one word or less answer here. Okay. Giannis just turned 23, as you just mentioned yesterday. Are you at all worried that he still doesn't really have a great outside shot yet? One word or less. Number three. <laughs> all right. I was kind of hoping you go that route. All that right. was less. There we go. Uh, Jordy Nelson has been less than productive lately, especially since Aaron Rodgers left. Uh, what do you think is behind this, and do you think it turns around fully if Roger does come back? Okay, so there's two things at play where Jordy Nelson is concerned. One, that he is uh, 32 years old, turned 32 earlier this year. That's not young in NFL years. No, it's not. It's not young for a receiver. Uh, for As a quarterback, I mean, he's, he's essentially right in line with Aaron Rodgers, but as a quarterback, it's less impactful. As a receiver, it's very impactful. So there's one, and that's just the, you know, Father Time catches up with you in that regard, and and the skill set is diminished. That being said, with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback in the first five games, he caught 290 yards worth of passes and scored six touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers and good quarterbacks, and certainly in this case, one of the great quarterbacks in the game, throws receivers open. Right? You and I look down the field, if they freeze-frame that above the quarterback behind looking forward, that camera angle, if they froze it a half second before the throwing motion starts of a quarterback, you might look at the field and go, there's nobody open. Except the quarterback, especially the good ones, know where to go and how to throw a receiver open. Brett Hundley doesn't know how to do that. Doesn't know how to do it with Aaron Rodgers. There's not a relationship there. You can see it. The numbers since... Uh, it doesn't know how to do it with Jordy Nelson, I guess is what I meant to say. The numbers since Aaron Rodgers left the field for Jordy Nelson in the six games, 34 targets, 18 catches, 120 yards, and zero touchdowns. Zero. It's not good, huh? So I say Jordy Nelson still has the innate ability to make plays if Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football to him because he throws him open. They are simpatico. They have a relationship that is built to succeed. If Jordy Nelson left to go to another team that had an average quarterback or the average quarterback had to take over this team, which has happened, his numbers will do what they just did. They tank. He needs, like James Jones had his career revived when he came back to Green Bay and had Aaron Rodgers throw him the football. It wasn't as though James Jones was running by receivers and making moves that they couldn't keep up with. 
James Jones was three years ago what Jordy Nelson is today. He needs Aaron Rodgers to throw him the football. That's the difference. Number two. All right, we talked about Wisconsin basketball a little bit yesterday uh, in in preparation for their game against Temple, which they did, I'm sorry to tell you, they did lose. So we were worried yesterday. Are we more worried today? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Spoilers again. You think I would have learned from last hour. Anyways, are we more worried today that they won't make the tournament? Yeah, I mean, every loss, uh, I was talking about this yesterday, you cannot earn an NCAA tournament bid in November and December, but like a golf tournament that you can't win on Thursday and Friday, you can lose it. And the Badgers are in the process of, uh, of potentially losing what would otherwise be working in their favor, and that's a 19-year, fifth-longest fifth current streak in NCAA basketball for Wisconsin making the tournament. 19 straight years. So I posted the Twitter poll question earlier today uh, of now more than 700 of you have voted asking, does the streak come to an end this season? 62% say not good. Streak is going to end. But there are 38% of you combined that are at least getting better, not sure, or rallying that the streak will continue. So almost 4 in 10 still believe there's a chance or that they will rally and get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, time, although it's early, it can get late in a hurry when you're 4-6. and six. Marquette comes in on Saturday. Marquette doesn't have a number in front of their name. They're not ranked. Are they? I don't um, believe. Marquette comes in Saturday, nonetheless. Armin's going to be mad it that is we a, didn't know. Yeah, Armin wears that gold sweater, it's, <laughs> that vest. Come on, man. Um all right, so if Wisconsin can beat Marquette and then run through the rest of the non-conference, then they would have to go 11-5 and five when Big uh, Ten play resumes. That would get them to 20 wins. Winning out in non-conference, and they can do that if they beat Marquette, but that's a big if. I don't know that they will. I also just looked it up. They are not ranked. So, so if Wisconsin beats Marquette and wins the rest of non-conference, they'd have to go 11-5 and five in the Big Ten. You also need, uh, you know, 20 wins kind of gets to be one of those numbers that, okay, you got to get to close to 20 wins or at 20 wins. You also have to have some wins with uh, some some weight behind them, uh, some hat-hanging wins. And Wisconsin will have opportunity in the Big Ten, but so far in four ranked opponents that they've had opportunity against, all they've had is thanks for showing up. And they get a participation award because they competed but competing doesn't do you any good when the selection committee is looking at what your record is against the top 25 or the RPI top 50. And Wisconsin's numbers aren't going to ring very good today. I think they're getting better. I do like the freshman. I like the shot from Kobe King last night where they had a potential to win the game. And I like him shooting it. Didn't go in. Ethan Happ had two trips to the rim late in the game inside of a minute or so to play and got both rejected. Great defense. Maybe there was a foul on the first one. Didn't get called nonetheless. Yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. I would I would guess that they're not a tournament team this year based on the 4-6 and six record. I would guess that that is the 19-year streak coming to an end. Number one. Oh, say it ain't so. All right. Number one, Mike Mitchell. Well, he had a few things to say. This is football. If you want to see flag football, then let's take our pads off. That would make it easier for me because I don't got to wear heavy. But give us flags for me to pull off because that way I know what we're playing. 
You know, I signed up to play full speed contact football and we're not doing that. I feel like I gotta ask a guy, hey, are you ready for me to hit you right now before I hit you? And that's crazy. Are pads really that heavy? All right, anyways, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Mike Mitchell's comments? What are pads? I mean, the full set with the helmet, is it... Uh, I never played. Is it so. 15 pounds? Couldn't tell you. Bet it is. It could be 40, I wouldn't know. Well, you could put a 40-pound pack on, you'd know that. <laughs> it's not 40. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Mike Mitchell's comments here? Uh, it, uh, my thoughts on Mitchell's comments is that that is what the vast majority of defensive players in the league, that is their attitude, especially if you've been in the league for a couple of years. That's, that's, the, defen- that's the mentality of a defensive player playing football at a high level. They they're tired of the legislation, and the 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 man trying to keep him down by saying, "Hey, here's the zone." I mean, with the court, just think of it from the quarterback perspective. If you're a defensive player, you can't go up to try and bat the ball down, and then if your hands come forward and they graze the quarterback's helmet, that's 15 yards. You can't dive if you're being tackled to try and sack the quarterback because you can't hit him low. The Brady rule. Can't hit him high, can't hit him low. Can't hit him if he starts to slide. You know, there's a lot of rules. But in general, what Mike Mitchell's talking about is the element of the game that has to change. Mike Mitchell is both right and wrong at the very same time. He's right because I understand that defensive players have issues that they can't overcome in this case. Because they're being told that you have a target zone, and that target zone is moving at 25 miles an hour and is going up and down and in and out and left and right, and they're trying to hit a moving target, and then when that target moves into their hit zone, they get fined and or suspended. That being said, the top of the helmet cannot be what you hit with. And I get disagreement all over the map on this, but the hit by George Iloka and the hit by Juju Smith-Schuster... Schuster Smith? Which one is it? Uh, Those hits, those are the hits that have to go away. And that's the same kind of hit that Danny Trevathan put on uh, the Green Bay Packers' Devontae Adams earlier this year. Those hits have to go away. Or the game is in jeopardy. Those hits have to go away. Or the game's in jeopardy. You talk for a second while I grab something, would you? Oh, sure. Oh, by the way, I will mention that uh, Brian Posick... He tweeted me, or actually he texted me, uh, because we were trying to go with a little name for the uh, the big three for the Bucks. Uh, let's see. He came up with KGB, which I didn't understand right out of the bat. Then I got it. It was Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Eric Bledsoe. So I don't know. That's a pretty good name alliteration. I, I guess I wouldn't say it's it's my all-time favorite. There has to be a better name for them. Maybe they just... Maybe we need one more super stud. I don't know if all those three guys are, are capable of a, are carrying a big three na- nickname, because they're not really that big three. Well, K- KGB has has a ring to it. I mean, yeah, but we already got a KGB in Wisconsin. Got career well, a career abil ab uh yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Good. Yeah, go. I mean, Kabaja Bilamia. Huh? Kabaja Bilamia. Be uh just yeah. Well, really well done by you. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, by the way, we get closer <laughs> to the uh, holiday season, and I look at the calendar, I see it's December the 7th. That gives you 17 shopping days until Christmas. You can celebrate the season right now by getting ready for the season. And I'm talking about the Brewers' season. By the way, uh, winter meetings 
go on next week. Don't be surprised if there's some Brewers news between now and the start of it or now and the end of the winter meetings because this is when things get done. Anyways, getting ready for the season. Starting at just $60, Brewers Holiday 4-Pack tickets include uh, tickets to four of the crew's biggest games in 2018. That could be against the Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers, all the fan giveaway games, and more. Plus, every four-pack also comes with a free Brewers Knit hat. Could have used that earlier today or later tonight. You can choose from the four premium preset plans, or this is what I'm telling you now, you can enjoy the ultimate flexibility to pick your games as you go with the Flex 4-Pack, which is great as a gift-giving deal because you don't have to decide which games you're giving. You could say, hey, this is the Flex 4-Pack. You get to pick the games. So you can check out all the games included in each plan and or order your Flex 4-Pack right now, today. Brewers.com slash 4-Packs. That's Brewers.com slash 4-Packs. Phone number hasn't changed if you want to get in touch with the show. 877-729-1070. 877-729-1070. And this is The Mike Heller Show. Somebody had asked me a question on the uh, on the Twitter. Uh, Barb wanted to know when the Bucks get Jabari, which is in February, Della Vadova, which might be this weekend, and uh, Jason Terry back, Jet back. Now, Jet isn't, he's not, he's part of the mix. Wait, he's gone? Yeah. <laughs> does, okay. Uh, she, uh, Barb asked, does your hopeful get upgraded to sub-excited? I like it. Um... Well, Jabari's not until February, and I don't know what you're going to get from Jabari back off the second reconstructive knee surgery. Certainly not. I Certainly I don't know what they're going to get this year. I don't know how much court time he's going to see or how impactful he'll be beginning in February. I understand it doesn't really matter until April when the playoffs begin. Uh, but I don't know how much that means. I think Delvadova is... Now he's that energy guy that comes off the bench, gives you something. Yeah, that that's important. Uh, Jet doesn't. I, I like him on the roster, and he is an influence, but he's no less of an influence. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Once that he's hurt. Than he is when he's healthy, if that makes sense. Okay, his he's worthless on the on the floor is what you're trying to say. Well, not totally useless, but yeah, most mostly <laughs> because he's forty. Yeah, I know he's forty, but his impact I don't think is missed just because he's hurt. His impact is in the locker room, working with young players, understanding things on the bench, relating uh, competitive information in that regard. I think he's just as productive. Injured as he is if he's healthy in that regard. By the way, speaking of tweets coming in about the Bucks, Gary tweeted in uh, for a suggestion for the Big Three name. Uh, apparently this is a topic we're doing. I, I didn't think about it, but it sounds good to me. He suggested Bam, that's Bledsoe, Ante, and Middleton. It's a it's a start. It's a start. I think we need better names. So, you know, feel free to tweet them in at the Mike Heller Show, Did, at Heller Sports, just, is at he Joel Finkelman. On, uh, Gary on his, uh, on his phone, Ante? Well, it's a shortened for Atentacumpo. He does, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. 
Yeah. He probably did. He's probably look. He didn't want to butcher it like I butchered Kabir Gabacha Kabil Kabil Abil. You just butchered a Dedekumbo too. <laughs> Take the mic away from me. Why, why do I keep trying this? I, you know, it's funny because some some player or some uh, some announcers can't say it. I mean, every time they have Reggie Aloysius Miller the third on the Dan Patrick Show, he butchers a Dedekumbo. They try to overpronounce it. They try to pronounce the N and the T, and it's really. A Dedekumbo. Well, do you remember Marv Albert? Oh, Marv Albert. That was, was the worst. The worst ever, and it's the all-star game. It was game. the all-star game. Why was he that bad? It's Th- like, it's like he didn't know no he was calling sense. it. Yeah, it's like they called him the morning, in the morning and said, listen, we, you know, the, the guy who's going to do it can't do it. Uh, so-and-so's hurt. And can you get to the, the arena and call the game tonight? Seriously? Yeah, but I haven't done any homework. Well, Marv, just wing it. And Marv just wung it. I mean, is that how you'd say that? That is not a word. No, you can't wung it? There's there's no wing-wang-wung as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I'll uh, to look, I'm going to look it up. I'm okay, going to look it up. So here's, how, here's all the, the, the questions that relates to that. If you wing it, did you, uh, well, past tense, you winged it, right? That's how that would be? Ooh, you winged it. You winged it. If you wing it, if you were talking about, hey, I winged it. Okay, according to... The past tense of winging it would be I winged it. According to English.whatever.com, it says, Wung it was relatively common colloquial... Collo- colloquial? Co- I, oh you my, can't say words. Uh, How did you get it? You should have been a kinesiologist. I, I should have, because apparently I can't actually talk on the radio, which is my job. Uh, let's see, uh, usage when I was growing up, and uh, but, but winged it apparently seems to be the yeah. correct way. NFL, if you don't start pronouncing stuff better. What? Not for long. Oh, I thought you were going to be the no fun league on me. No. Um, so, Wong, <laughs> could, it could work? I, I mean, on this show, I say, we, I say we go with Wong. Okay. Let's, let's do so, it. So, uh, how would you say if you were, um, if you had gone to college on a swimming and diving scholarship and you were a diver, what would you say that you did in college? I dove? Or did you? Uh, did you? Or, or would did you say I dived? I dived in college? <laughs> I think the past tense has to be dove, right? I don't think so. <laughs> There's no way it's I dived. I think it is. Check that one out. The uh, uh, semantics. Do we yeah. have any grammar people out there? I think. I think you would say I dived in college. That. Uh, okay. I don't think you dove. I think you dove is like uh, that's dove. It, it, you know, it's like a dove bar. Well, now I'm typing stuff in. I think it's I dived. Well, no, that's all stuff just taking me to like okay. tip, right. tips so, for divers. You know, somebody will know. Uh, listen, we have we have um, swimmers and divers that listen to the show. What would they say? We have David swimmers and divers. Could could be. I don't know. Swimmer is not a diver. No. I mean, he doesn't look like a diver, does he? He just <laughs> looks like a swimmer. He's got some slow swimmers. I'm, I'm thinking. What? 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 Uh, <laughs> what? No. So the thing is. <laughs> And I know, I think I know this from, we've had this conversation, don't ask me why, it's an obvious issue, I think, is that I think it is dived. I, so, so I, I mean, you know, somebody will know, 877-729-1070. It's probably such that they are equally acceptable if you say, I dove or I dived. I, I look, I'm trying to look it up, but it's kind of, I don't even know what to Google. Do I say, what is the past tense of dived in college? uh, I'll steal this. Phones are blowing up. I'm going to steal this from from my buddy Drew 
our really smart and very handsome listeners, very attractive, good-looking audience, they have the answer to this. And they're calling us, 877-729-1070. We have a very smart studio audience and radio audience that listens to the show and today is maybe even watching on our Facebook stream. But I think I think it's equal. I think you can use both, but I do think that the English language would tell you dived is the proper past tense for being a diver. Look, Dwayne called in. He let me know that uh, it depends on the sentence structure. So now we're getting a little bit in the weeds here, I feel like. I mean, really. Dwayne, was he wouldn't come on the air to tell us this? Oh, I just I figured I would pass it along. It was like three words, you know? Sentence structure. There's two. That's... That's his answer. It's all about sentence structure, but he wouldn't go any further. Uh, pretty much. I don't know if he's Come like. A, on, I don't know man. if he's a literary scholar. I don't know. Ah, shoot. You know these these are the things that keep me awake at night. Uh, my cousin Joe just texted me. <laughs> you know, usually cousin Joes have the answer to questions like this. Cousin Joe says it's it's dove. Well, he used another word in between there. Um, he said it's frickin' dove. I don't know if it is dove. Joe, Cousin Joe, I think it's, I'm just telling you, we've had this conversation before on this show, and these are the things that I remember. <laughs> I believe you can use either, but I do believe it leans towards dived. All right, we got Dwayne back. All right, Dwayne, you got to answer this one Dwayne, for us. Hey, Dwayne, you got to first give us your qualifications to answer this question. Actually, you've got the short version. I was a diver would probably be the correct sentence structure. Yeah, but what did you do in college? <laughs> I played basketball. No, 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 no. come on. Play the role no, here. No, I know it. You did could you, say I was you, a diver. You, I know, but would you, okay, but change it now. Would you say that you dove or you dived? I'd say I dove. Okay. Okay. I, okay. You didn't answer my initial question. What qualifies you to answer this question? I don't know. Oh, okay. right. okay. I didn't know. I didn't know maybe if you were an English major or, you know. Oh, God, hell no. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got a lot of those. That's a heavy demographic for us here. All right. I didn't figure. Right. I, got, my uh, guess is we don't have too many liter literary experts that, you know, were English majors in college. I don't. I think Wally's going to get us this one, though. Uh, we got Wally on Wally? Line. Yeah. Wally, hello? Hello. I had an uncle. The answer Wally. to your question is it depends whether you're using it as a verb or a noun. <laughs> well, we're getting in the weeds once again. So uh, expound on that, would you please? <laughs> well, if it's a if it's a noun, meaning I, then it would be I dove. If it's a or if it's a verb, I, it would be ah, wow. If it's a verb, then it would be I dove. If you're using it as a noun, then it would be, uh, I dived. Okay. Okay. So either is correct. Okay, yeah, okay, and that, I like that's that. where, kind of where we were going from the very beginning, right? Yeah, well, I mean, really, we've just been circling the drain here. This this whole segment has been basically talking that about dives and dove. That is, you know, sometimes I've been asked, like, um, to give me... Your the the mission your mission statement for the show circling the drain. I think that should be it. <laughs> CTD. Yeah. All of my doctor friends out there will know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. We're uh, what's the mission statement of the Mike Heller show? Circling the drain. Don't suck today. Oh. Yeah, that works too. Okay. Yeah. Or suck a little bit less. Yeah. Suck a little bit less than yesterday. Oh my goodness. This is the Mike <laughs> Heller show.
Oh, back in with you on a Thursday afternoon, uh, tackling the hard-hitting topics of being a diver. Did you dove or did you, would you say I dived? Is this something that you've like thought about before? Or no, did this just some, some, in some strange, weird alternate universe on this show at other times that usually involve John Audius, this conversation has happened before. This exact conversation? Yeah. About diving? Uh, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you I, re- realize- I remember. I, you know, you remember stupid things. Here's here's what I've learned about the show, and and about doing the show. And I've been doing this for 15 years uninterrupted. Here, I think is the number. But I've been doing sports talk radio for almost 20 years total. 19. Is that the dumb topics are the ones you remember? Like a couple of years ago, we did a, almost an entire four-hour show on um, snow throwers or snow blowers. It's snow the blowers. Difference and no, there's both. You can have both. It's a it's the mechanical. That's function. garbage. No, it's the mechanical. It's function. Total garbage. Oh, don't start with me on this. <laughs> okay. Packers Todd's and ends is going to call in and he's he's going to let you know that there oh, is there he is does a difference. Know. He does know. Let me tell you. Um. Okay. So we we did a whole show on that and people recall that and it still <laughs> comes up. Last year in the fall, uh, just about 13 months ago, I, I spent too much time on a show talking about lamenting the last time that year that I was going to be able to cut the grass. And John goes, oh, my God, are you crazy? He goes, I love the idea that I don't have to cut the grass and again until the spring. And I said, I miss it. I miss it, too. I'm with you. I like it. We spent a whole day doing that. So And dived or dove. These are the things people remember. They don't remember when we're talking about whether Jordy Nelson's uh, faculties, his skill set, has diminished to the point that he can't be effective anymore or is the quarterback. They don't remember that. They don't remember the Badgers going to make the NCAA tournament uh, for the 20th straight year or where the streak stopped. They remember, you know, you were talking a couple of weeks ago, it's I dived. Somebody's going to say that to me. They'll see me at Christmas and somebody will say, I was listening to your show, didn't want to call in. The answer was, I dived. By the way, speaking of which, we did pull, put a poll up. It's on the Big 1070 and the Big 920 and Mike Keller Show, at Mike Keller Show. Uh, let's see, I put it up. I asked it, this is the exact way I asked it. I said, if you were a diver in college and somebody asked you what sport you did, what is your answer? Uh, I just want to say that uh, Travis Wilson of Wisports.net, he's probably been on this show. He's been on a number of our station shows around here talking about high school sports. He he tweeted us. He said, I was a diver. That's the wrong That's answer. That's not the answer here, Travis. That's not we the answer. That was not one of, this is a multiple choice question. Two answers you not can choose fill from. fill in the blank. You don't get to fill in the blank on this. Man, come on, Travis. Killing me. I don't know what's uh, I don't know what's leading the way right now. It's real early, real early. The poll, the results are not in. Like 0.1 percent of precincts reporting. Oh man. All right. So, uh, so we'll we'll um, we'll continue to take your responses to that. When we were talking about uh, Jordy Nelson, I know we had a call on that, but that caller has dropped, probably because he got tired of the dived and dove conversation. Could be. And and how, how did this begin again? Because I said if you winged it. I, I, oh, it started I because just, no, I was just winging it. No, no, no. It started because I brought up Marv Albert mispronouncing Marv Albert name. last year for the All Star Game, where Giannis Adetokounmpo was concerned, sounded like he just winged it. What did so he say? He's like Giannis Adetokounmpo. Oh, he said John's got a whole litany of them. They're somewhere in the system where it goes. It's about forty-five seconds, and it goes through all the the variations of Giannis Adetokounmpo from Marv Albert. It's fantastic. Uh, now embarrassing. I try to find it. 
embarrassing on his end, but I said it sounded like he just winged it. But what would the past tense be? Well, it'd definitely be winged it, for sure. No, he, you would also say I winged it. Oh, okay. As a past tense, but I was wondering if you could say I wung it. <sighs> Why can't I find this? So that's how we got to dive and dove. Um, because you, you can say I dove. But if you if I said to you in college, if you were a diver in college, and I said, what did you do in college? Would you say I dove in college, or would you say I dived? And when you hear somebody say I dived, it sounds awkward. But I think it's correct. That's how it came up. Anyways, in the Jordy Nelson conversation, <laughs> he's 32 years old. Turn, I mean, he's 32 and a half, if you want to be more precise about it. This year, before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, Jordy Nelson had played in those five games, had 290 yards receiving in the five games. 290. Six touchdowns. Since Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the six games, he has caught 18 passes for 120 yards. 120 yards. Yeah, it's not great. That is in not great. In six games and no touchdowns. And the reason I bring it up is that you then wonder about, okay, so what's the source? So just think of this. From the time Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, Jordy Nelson goes against New Orleans, four targets, one catch, 13 yards. Then they have the bye week. So you think, okay, things will start to, to, they'll start to right the ship with Detroit. Seven targets, four catches, 35 yards. 35 yards. By the way, that's his high water mark. In the following game against Chicago, four targets, three catches, 20 yards. And then against Baltimore, that, that debacle of a game against the Ravens, six targets, two catches, 24 yards. In the Pittsburgh game, in which they get decent amount of yardage in the air, five targets, three catches, 11 yards. This last Sunday, targeted eight times, five catches, 17 yards. And I'll, I'll, I'll make this wager. I have Jordy on my fantasy team. Yeah, I remember when you drafted him. Yeah, I thought it was a great selection, and it, and it was. I was going to take him like three picks Paid later. Paid dividends for me with Rodgers as the quarterback. Now, I didn't let Jordy go. Why? Because if Aaron Rodgers returns at Carolina, guess who I'm probably going to plug back into my lineup? There is a relationship between a quarterback throwing a receiver open and the numbers that go on the board. Jordy Nelson. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hasn't lost his receiver skill set. He's His athleticism has diminished. He doesn't run away from defensive backs. However, in the right moment, he can. If, a, if the quarterback looks off the safety, if the quarterback has that shoulder flinch and a safety takes a half-step bite in the wrong direction, if the quarterback throws the back shoulder throw on a play that is designed with the option of a go or back shoulder. The receiver that benefits is Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greats, and his relationship with Jordy Nelson is one of the greats. Hundley, 
that that relationship doesn't exist, and it's no fault of Brett Hundley's. He's a mere mortal in comparison to Aaron Rodgers. That's very true. That's a good way to put it. Hey, uh, what um, when you listen to a Packer game on TV, say, uh, and Jordy Nelson was in his prime, what was the number one white guy way that uh, the announcers would describe Jordy Nelson? Uh, I, I, you're probably leading me. You're probably, I am. And, and I'm sorry that That's I'm okay. not led very I'm, well sometimes. I'm leading you towards, they would call him sneaky fast. Oh, sure. You ever yeah, remember yeah, that, that yeah, white guy yeah, thing sure. that they would always throw out there? Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? When you're sneaky fast, that means that you're not really super fast. And then that means when you turn 32, you're not so sneaky fast anymore. In fact, you're not even fast anymore. I, I hate to say this, but the end is a lot closer than the beginning for Jordy Nelson in Green Bay. And I, think it's probably time to realize that especially with the salary that they're paying them yeah and and that's all part of the mix what i would say about the future is as long as aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in green bay and jordy nelson uh is on that roster he'll put up decent numbers it helps that he's not the number one and he isn't Devonte adams is Devonte adams has a contract situation that will be up Devontae Adams is going to get paid, and he should get paid. Devontae Adams is easily the most athletic, talented, athletic receiver that is on the Packers roster that uh, can get it done, accomplished. They've got other talent, but it, it it's not there. You know, it's not there for uh, the 60 minutes on an NFL Sunday. It's ceiling talent. You know, there is an upside to a guy like uh, Trevor Davis. I don't know if it's going to be achieved. There's an upside there. There's there an upside is? to Geronimo Allison. Okay. There, there's potential. Potential, I guess. I feel like we've reached the ceiling of Geronimo Allison. Um, maybe. 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 Where has um, he been this year? Even when Rodgers was healthy, well, he was nowhere okay, to be seen. So, so, right. So, there's the point. Now, who's the? there's one receiver that Hundley has had a relationship with. Yeah, the That's one who's I, really good. Yeah, but if you're a defensive coordinator playing against the Green Bay Packers, you get it, and you roll coverage to Devontae Adams, and you take away some of the throw game. And then you have to have pathetic coverage busts like they did against, uh, was it Chicago or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh the yeah. busts against Pittsburgh allowed Cobb uh, to run up the field without a, a defensive back within the area code. They allowed this, and now Adams... That was actually a pretty savvy move by Adams. That was nasty. And a good shoulder flinch from Hundley, a, a good shoulder pump fake that got the corner to bite on a great move by Adams, and it was well-timed. Uh, otherwise, there were coverage busts that allowed for that. It, there's a limitation. We've all seen it now for six full games with Brett Hundley. You've got to somehow survive against the odds. How is it against the odds when you're playing a winless Cleveland Browns team? It just is. Got to survive those bad odds somehow on Sunday and get a win and then see what happens. One more hour yet to come. This is the Mike Heller Show. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. It's a different kind of cloth that we're cut from. We let our color show where the numbers ain't. We're the paint where there ain't supposed to be paint. That's who we are. This is the Mike Keller Show. That's how we roll. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Keller Show. Yeah, 
Now, here's Mike Keller. I will not get high. So uh, somehow we've made it through two hours. There is uh, this hour yet to come on this very cold December early evening. Welcome into the Mike Heller Show. I'm joined in studio by Joel Finkelman. He's in for John Audius, who's out at the Golden Gate Bridge and hanging around in uh, in beautiful Northern California around the San Francisco area. Wisconsin Volleyball will play in the NCAA Sweet 16 tomorrow night against Stanford, and that's where John is with one of the tougher assignments in the world of sports. So Joel is equally uh, a tough assignment for you being here the last two days and tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry I have to wake you. You a doctor? That's right. It's one of our longer ones. It is, I, you know, but... There's one that's even longer. It's crazy. It's uh, Bane I'm, from uh, Batman. I'm entertained by all of these. Well, don't just say that. Go ahead and play it. Oh, you want to hear it? Sure. Oh, well, I guess if you, if I guess if I have to. Okay. Calm down, Doctor. Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know when that is in the movie. Anyways, yeah, yeah. How's everybody doing? And by the way, John, I'm a little jealous if you're listening. Uh, kind of wish it was warm here. So, how did you? Get, uh, how would it come upon you? You're not a doctor. Uh, how did I'm it not. come? Upon I mean, your first name is Joel. It's not Julius. Um, um, yeah, so this is all the a Doctor uh, J relationship, you know, because that's my area. Doctor J is Julius Irving from Massachusetts, number six. Yeah, I, dude, I, I I love being compared to Doctor J. That's cool well, with me. No, there, I mean, there's no real comparison. Our dunking ability is pretty similar. Come on. <laughs> okay, I can't dunk. I can't even touch rim. Uh, I could. I think I touched rim like once in high school when I was really in my peak. mini tramp deal. No, 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 no. It's just real, real job. Uh, and, and this is all a Mike Lucas creation. Oh, okay. Just one yeah. day, um, just started uh, well, doing he's the morning a show and tremendously creative man. Yeah, so he just started calling <laughs> me that, and it stuck. That's what it is. I used to be called the Hammer before that. That was on oh, a different is that station. Right? Yeah, I don't know hmm. why. Well, okay. all right. You know. <laughs> so That's here we got. go. You know what we get now? We get uh, a little bit more basketball uh, going on. Uh, Bucks had a good win last night. Badgers had a tough loss last night. They will entertain the Marquette Golden Eagles on Saturday, 1130 at the Cole Center. That's a day-night doubleheader at the Cole. Notre Dame is in for men's hockey against the Wisconsin Badgers Friday and Saturday. And so uh, they're, they're going to have the double switcheroo going on Friday night after, uh, or rather Friday night after hockey. They will switch it over to basketball for Saturday, the matinee against Marquette. And then when that's done, they switch it back over to hockey for the game against the Fighting Irish, who are top five in the country in that game coming up on Saturday night. So it should be a, a fun, interesting weekend at the Kohl Center. There's NFL action tonight. And by the way, this is one of those to pay attention to, which doesn't happen very often on Thursday nights. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? But tonight in the National Football League, you get a game that if you're a uh, a fan of the Green Bay Packers' slim hopes staying alive, then you ought to be a fan of what happens tonight with New Orleans at Atlanta. And you ought to be a fan of Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. Not just because Kamara's on my fantasy team, but because you want New Orleans to continue their winning ways and have the Atlanta Falcons drop to 7-6. and six. If they did, Green Bay winning at Cleveland on Sunday evens their record with Atlanta. Now, they lose the tiebreaker yet, but first things first. You know, you got to catch those teams that you're trying to catch. Seattle, got to catch them. Carolina, 
Got to catch him. Atlanta, got to catch him. Need some help. So here's what you do this weekend. As difficult as this is, and this is, this is difficult. I mean, this is, uh, this is a large homework assignment, one that is very difficult to do. Sunday at noon, you need to be a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. As you were last week when they won at Atlanta, you need to pull for Minnesota to win at Carolina. Tonight, you need to root for Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints to win at Atlanta. And then you have to pull against Seattle. They're on the road at Jacksonville. So you want Jacksonville's defense, which has been pretty good uh, throughout the year. You need Jacksonville's defense to show up again this weekend when Seattle comes to town. And you need Seattle to struggle with the time change. You need Seattle going almost as far as you can go. The only further trip that they could have is to go play a road game at Miami. So you need uh, whatever that is that you want to call it, you need that to impact negatively Seattle in that 325 central time kick at Jacksonville. Those are the hopes, and it starts tonight uh, with New Orleans and Atlanta. You're pulling for New Orleans on Sunday, pull for Minnesota at Carolina, and on Sunday late afternoon, pull for Seattle at Jacksonville. And all uh, in between that, in the middle of that, is that you have to somehow pull for Green Bay to beat Cleveland, which you would see, oh, why is that so difficult? Just, this is not a good matchup. And I get it. The Browns are 0-12. Somehow, the Packers have to, they have to find a way. Got to find a way to win at Cleveland. Got to find a way. If they do, your man, Aaron Rodgers, is going to be back in next week without a question. Then Joel shakes wow. his head. Without a, what are you talking about? There is a question. They haven't done a bone scan and released that to us yet. So there's a question in my book. I'm not, yeah. I'm not getting suckered into this whole thing you like are, last time. Uh, you, I'm not doing this. You are at, at your core. You are a pessimist. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent Yeah. Okay. Abs- absolutely. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. No. See, there's, there's at no. At my core, I am an optimist. Ooh, eternal optimist, huh? No, but I'm a realist as well. So I border. I I, I inch towards optimism, but I can be centered in realism. Okay. I think you are strongly pessimistic and maybe occasionally leak towards realistic. I would say I'm hyper realistic. That's how I would describe myself. Which is the which is the more complicated way of saying you're a pessimist. That's very true. By the way, speaking of complicated things, I texted my sister who was a uh, English major back in the day. That is complicated. You know, you got to hit the right buttons on the phone and Well, I was talking more about the I dove, I dived. I but you know, it's cool. Yeah, I just insult it. me. That's yeah. cool. All right. Uh yeah, she says technically she thinks it's I dove but that no one would ever really phrase it like that. But that's not the point of the question. Everybody's ruining this question, whether it's my sister or Travis Wilson. So she said technically she thinks it's I dove? Yeah. I would, that's the direction I would probably go as well. Well, I know this, um, it, it, like if you were a driver, you would say I drove. You would never say I drived. That's kind of what we're doing over here, No, though. but uh, trust me, trust Without me. Without a letter. You have to trust me on this, that, uh... that this works in the in the world of saying that you were a diver instead of saying I was a diver, you would say I dived. The driver diver debate is the same debate except for one letter. You realize that, right? Everything is the same except for the R. 
Okay, and we got and and see now Packers Todds and Ends has replied on Twitter when uh, you said they're the same. Oh no, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, what did he say? He said Heller is correct. A snow thrower <laughs> is a single stage machine <laughs> that uses an auger to pull in snow and throw it out the chute. A snow blower is a two stage machine that uses an auger to pull snow in and then an impeller. To launch oh. the snow out the discharge chute. Todd, I love you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I had a feeling he was going to chime in at some time. I knew he would. Uh. 877-729-1070. That's the phone number. 877-729-1070. We have uh, Conrad on line one who I think actually wants to talk some sports. Okay, oh, I guess. Way to mess up the show, Conrad. Hello? Conrad. Oh. Guess he's gonna have to call back what in. What the heck, Conrad? <laughs> Come on, man, you didn't want you, it. You ruin our momentum on snow throwers, snow blowers, diving, driving, dove, dived to talk sports, and then you're not there. Dive, duck, dip, dodge, and dive, drive. Yeah, drover. Just made up a word. You did. You you make up lots of things. Yeah, that's what I do. So we, uh, so I'm actually excited about the Thursday night football game tonight. I think that'll be an entertaining. I don't say that very often about Thursday night football in the NFL, but this one's a good one with New Orleans at Atlanta, and and you're going to want to pull for New Orleans. I mean, you want to, and and I like Atlanta, but I don't like him at the expense of needing help for the Green Bay Packers. Is Conrad back? Is that what I'm seeing over there? We think so. He says he could hear us, but we couldn't hear him. Yeah, so let's well, hope for the best this you know, time. In order to hear you, Conrad, you actually have to speak. Oh, Conrad. Uh, yes. Yay. That's, that's right. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Oh, well, um, no, I, Hey, listen, can I clarify something? <laughs> I'm not having yeah. you on. You've called in. It, it, yeah, when no, you say you, thanks you for you having me on, on it's like I've had you as a guest. I, no, I was told to call in the show. I thought that <laughs> no, would be no, no, nothing is arranged here. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. okay, fine. So here's the deal. I think these Green Bay Packers uh, going into Cleveland, don't we just, like, hold the better pedigree? I mean, even though people could argue, say, ah, oh, they've gotten every number one pick, blah, 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 but then clearly their general manager got canned. So, I mean, we hold the better pedigree going into there. Um, I just think that I think we find a way to win. Um, I am an optimist. Call me an eternal optimist. I've always been that way. I just feel that, like, we're going to find a way to win. I think Mike McCarthy is going to put a good game plan together, and we're going to do this thing. Um, also, on a side note, with the Wisconsin Badgers hoops, I listened to that game last night. I was really impressed. This was Temple's home opener. I really wanted Bucky Hoops to get a win out there. But, man, like, it's just been a lot of heartbreaking losses. I'm, I'm actually relatively excited about getting into, like, regular Big Ten play and seeing, like, how we match up against, like, the Minnesotas and the Michigan States. Because you know what you're going to get. And uh, But, I don't know, I guess that's all I got, Mike. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah, uh, thank you. You know, here's the thing. Pedigree doesn't matter for a single thing on the scoreboard. Pedigree doesn't count. History doesn't count. Nothing matters. Uh, it is what happens on Sunday. Cleveland has been closer than you would think for an 0-12 team. You know, that's what's going to... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Come back on this. 
if an 0 and 12 team that is 1 and 27 in their last 28. It's not good. That's not a good percentage. If Mike. that team beats the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, that's all that's going to come up. But I will just warn you about this. Cleveland is better than their record. <laughs> How's that? They're the best 0-12 team in the NFL. Wow. You don't say. By the way, they have a better defense than Tampa Bay, so that's something to They do. I mean, they, they, they have later. some things. Their issue has been that they give the ball away a ton. But they do. They got Josh Gordon back last week, and the Packers don't have Devon House or Kevin King. That should be fun. Can't wait That's for that one. That's an issue. But the, Green Bay did have seven sacks a week ago against Tampa Bay. So if you can put pressure on um, Vinny Testaverde, who I believe is starting Sunday for the Browns, or is it Bernie Kosar, or is it Brian Sipe? I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's you're, more, you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I uh, we we do have another call about uh, our favorite topic of the day. By the way, somebody got that, even if you didn't. Okay, good. Uh, I, who's next? All right, we have Chris, who uh, is going to call and, and try to settle the I dived, I dove debate. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going, guys? Chris, did you uh, are, are you a former diver? I I'm not a former diver. Um, whatsoever. I can you, hardly swim. Okay, have you? Uh, did you take English in um, post secondary school? I did not take English in post-secondary school, but that's exactly where the problem lies, because I happen to be an interpersonal communication major. Okay. All right. See, now I'm liking where this is going. And I think by asking an English major who focuses on syntax, sentence structure, you miss the societal and cultural meanings associated with how we use words in today's society. And if you ask a communication major on societal norms, athletic phrasing, it would be very reasonable for a diver in the past tense to say, I dived as a college athlete as opposed to I dove, despite dove likely being the more grammatically correct way of phrasing it. I have no idea what he just said, but he sounded right. Well, you know, what, what's the line from Jerry Maguire? You have me at, my, at hello. Yeah. You <laughs> lost me at hello. <laughs> yeah. The, the point is, if you ask English majors, you'll likely hear dove being the correct connotation and context. If you ask a communication major who looks beyond the sentence structure and into other elements that are right. reasonably able to relate to communication – they might come up with I dived being actually more correct than I dove. Obviously, you have the whole noun and verb wordplay, but that there's more at stake than simple sentence structure, and a lot of English folks in that background don't typically explore those options. So one more <laughs> question then before we let you go. Uh, what's the difference between a snowblower and a snow thrower? I'm okay. actually from inner-city Chicago. I just currently live in Stevens Point. All right. I wouldn't be able to tell okay. you. Okay. All right. No. Hey, That's you know okay. what? Interpersonal communication major in college, I think I understood some of the things he said. Look, And yeah. I think what we're saying and what we're getting to, and I got this on Twitter, too, from Tom. Tom tweeted in at Heller Sports. He says, dictionary.com says, dove or dived is appropriate and Hashtag GPG. Oh, it'll go back up? Is that what that would be? Um, I would think is so. It? Is yeah. it? 
Okay. Why not? By the way, uh, Jory tweeted in, uh, says, what did you do at UW? I dived. How did you do it? I dove. Thought that was interesting. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, is that the same tweeter that said dived was correct 500 yes. years longer than dove? Yeah, I think he actually did some real research into history. Are, the, the people who are calling in and tweeting in the show right now, they're going they're going deep. They're going far into Trust this. me, Joel, uh, of my experience in this industry, these conversations, <laughs> they live and they breathe. Somebody's going to see you at Christmas and they're going to say, hey, dived. Okay. That's all they're going to say. Dive. That's it? Just one word? Yeah. I like it. And I can't then you're going to go, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's that's how that's going to work. Okay. Uh, 877-729-1070 is the phone number. 877-729-1070. I don't want to steal, steal tomorrow's topic, but I was just doing uh, what we call the look-aheads teases for tomorrow's show. I think the best in-state rivalry, because what do we have in-state? We only have one collegiate in-state rivalry that is a full-state rivalry. and With all due respect, which means I'm not giving enough respect, to Green Bay and Milwaukee, the only true in-state rivalry that is full-state is Marquette and Wisconsin. And that's coming up on Saturday. And there's one day, one day out of the year that I hate Marquette. And it is 36 hours from now. This is the Mike Heller Show. So, just as a philosophical question, what do you do when you see on your phone a phone call from a state area code, but it's not in your contacts? Mm. Like if you're like I wasn't going to answer it now because I'm on the radio, but just as your, what do you do? Okay, do you answer my general rule of thumb is if it's not a like because I, I have a six oh eight number, yeah. so if it's not a six oh eight number that I don't recognize, I won't pick up. If it is a six oh eight number that I don't recognize, most of the time I'll, I'll pick it up because I figure I mean. Is it really going to be some scam artist with the same area code? Well, they've really just savvy on that, haven't they? On like uh, the, um, do you get the phone calls on the um, uh, warranty? Oh, on yeah. On the car, those those, those have gotten into area code numbers. You know which ones are the best scam phone calls? Are, are the the boat cruise ones that oh, just sure, start yeah. off with right. the foghorn? So you pick uh. up and you're like, "Hello," and it's like, <laughs> "You're like, no." Yeah, so I just got one of those from a four one four, and obviously I'm on the air, so I didn't answer it anyway. But then I'm I'm always um, torn if I'm not. Do I answer that call? See, here's what I say. One, yeah, you're a little more notable in the community than I am. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't if I were you. Um, but if, you know, look, here's the thing. If it's somebody that you just don't know the number of but actually knows you and wants to contact you, they'll call you back or they'll right. leave a voicemail. So, yeah, I yeah. just go, yeah, nah. So, also, uh, another uh, question because we're hitting on the hard-hitting sports topics oh, tonight. Oh, so much. When you call a family member and it goes to voicemail, do you leave a message or do you just say, well, they see caller ID, they're going to know that they get a missed call, so they'll call me back? Uh, that's a generational thing. So, like, so you never leave voicemails? I will, no, I'm saying I will never leave a voicemail for someone of my generation. Uh, because they get it. They know what's up. Yeah, but you back. leave mom a voicemail. Yes, yes, I do. Mom and dad, they will... They will want the voicemail, or, or they'll call me right back and be like, "Why'd you call me?" But your your sister or your um your 
peers, yes. you don't leave a voice. No, never, never. That's yeah. first off, we don't even call each other. Right? Why would you do that? So That's let me. Ask, okay. So as long as I'm on this, um, do you? Uh, are you a texter or a snapper? I have Snapchat, but no, nah, I'm more than okay. Text All right, so I don't get people that have. You're conversations only with ten years older than my son Jackson, and Jackson does not text. Just Snapchat. Oh my god! Really? It is a, at a ridiculous volume. I mean, look, some of my friends like that's how they have conversations. That's the only way it's they just, converse. It's just pictures of their face with yes, words under it. Correct. Just text. Yes. No, they don't do that. It doesn't use data. Uh, well, well we, sort of, we have an unlimited data thing because I've been with the same company for a long, long time. So oh. I'm grandfathered in. So I don't worry about the data. I got mine taken away. It, it, but you worry about the data. I don't worry about the data. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Tomato, tomato. Let's just, <laughs> let's call the whole show off. It's done. Rhino just said it was he that called me. He tweeted me at Mike Heller show. He said, I called you. I just dived right into my contacts and thought I'd call. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, Rhino. Well played. That's that's that. See what we've got? Smart, funny listeners. That was well played by Rhino. He dived right into his context. Ha! <sighs> All right, eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. And I did say before we went to break, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But I do, you know, and Armin's listening. I do, for the moment, um, you know, leading into Saturday. I hate Marquette. That's how that works. Now, in sports, hate is a good thing as long as you understand it in its sports context. So I do. This weekend, I hate Marquette. After that, I don't, you know, I kind of, you know, I hope for their success. I like Wojo, but I don't like him Saturday. So, um, you know, and I think this is a conversation that we have had for years and years. Some people will never get it in the sports context, what it means to hate. And, you know, it never crosses over the line for me. I've never, you know, gotten into a situation where where there were strong words exchanged because uh, I hate another team. But I do. I mean, Saturday I will hate Marquette because I am a Wisconsin fan have been uh, essentially my whole life. So we've got that coming up Saturday, and that's fun. I wish it wasn't 11.30 in the morning. I wish it was um, into uh, the, the late afternoon or early evening, just under the circumstances. Wisconsin hockey is home with Notre Dame this weekend. And by the way, I actually am filling in for Brian Posick, who will move oh. over to the TV side on Saturday night. I will call Wisconsin-Notre Dame Hockey on the Badger Sports Network Saturday night. Do you have goofy goal calls, or is it just straight up like the Doc Emmerich scores? Yeah, but uh, it scores are. I mean, it's what makes it's what makes great hockey calls, right? Posick is he, he is outstanding uh, in everything that he does where hockey is concerned. But it's hard to develop a goal call, so I don't know what I have. It'll I'll find out again Saturday night. I See, did. I did five games, I think, last year. And you do get into, I mean, it, it will happen, uh, unless it's a scoreless game. You'll get into whatever that is. But it'll be the first game I've done since last February. So whatever happens, it'll happen. And I'm not going to uh, to bank on it. But 
Well, it's, it'll be there. Well, look, what you got to do, you got to do the Mike Lang thing from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, you just got to, like, and, and trust me. my back with a hacksaw. Yeah, and trust me, I've talked to Posick about this. He loves Mike Lang, so I think he would definitely love if you did this. I'm being totally sarcastic. He hates it so much. But, well, yeah, you definitely got to throw out the, like, he beats him like a rented mule. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You want me to go that. If there's a big hit, I want to hear, like, northbound on a southbound freeway. Look out. So I I should write these down. (laughs) That's, I mean, it's not required, I guess, if you have a good memory. (laughs) But otherwise, I'd say you probably should, yeah. Uh, Yeah. He leaves them in a crumpled heap. Uh, All right. So all of these. Wow. You've (laughs) got them all. You listen to Penguins. Well, I've seen your jerseys. Yeah. Well, actually, those last two were from NHL 96 on oh, N64. Okay. All right. See, I don't have that. Yeah. But you are a Penguins fan. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Scratch not a, my but, back with a hacksaw. But not a Steelers fan. No. Get that. Get out of here. Come on. Not a Panthers fan. No. I just, there wasn't a Wisconsin hockey team. Not a Pirates fan. No. Okay. Just, no, there's no other sure? black and yellow team that I like, except for the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Very good. I think. I have to is, think. Well, is, okay. UWM. I, I graduated there one time. That was a good time. It was, yeah. yeah that's okay. where I got my your kinesiology degree from. Um, would you uh, would you prefer to uh, take another phone call here, or is that not a call? Oh, that is not one. Okay. Well, I saw the line, and I didn't. Oh, you know, sorry. Sometimes I, I don't know these things. I forgot to. Yeah. Eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy is the phone number. Uh, we'll recap some of the conversations of the day and get to more of your phone calls when we come back. And part of the conversation is about Mike Mitchell, who is a Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. Uh, we'll replay for you what he had to say and I think how it relates to where we are in the National Football League today in the moment. We'll get to a little bit more of that and back to your phone calls at 877-729-1070. 877-729-1070. You're listening to The Mike Heller Show. College Football Awards show on tonight. Just saw some of the red carpet uh, picks with Jonathan Taylor. Ready to go. College Football Awards. Red carpet. That's tonight? Like yeah. Heisman tonight? No, Heisman is uh, is Saturday. That's a separate deal. Oh. But Doak Walker and uh, and the Mackey Award and the Buckkiss Award, uh, Broyles Award, all those, I believe, are uh, on uh, being announced tonight. So they, uh, I believe, one of the ESPNs, right? College Football Awards shows tonight on at seven. Probably ESPN, the Ocho. I'm guessing not the Ocho, the Ocho. Yeah. Is that is there is no such thing, right? No, there is not. They did make it real for one day, and they had a bunch yeah. of ridiculous sports it was on funny. it. Funny, yeah, yeah. Organized uh, tag was the best one. So there's a little bit of that going on tonight. There is a good NFL football game going on tonight. I am still waiting, and and I'm waiting, hoping that something is going to just snap on the Milwaukee Brewers. Because, listen, it's been really quiet, Major League Baseball. Been really quiet. Otana is going to, he's done doing his interviews. That major announcement of where he's going to sign, now the Twins are out of play. Uh, The Brewers were taken out of play. The East Coast teams were taken out of play. Cubs are somehow still in there. And then West Coast teams, Giants, Dodgers, Padres are all in play where the um, the foreign sensation who is both a uh, hitter and a pitcher. Speaking of which, a little breaking news that I just saw, uh, I think, what, seven minutes ago coming out? Uh, D. Gordon traded to the Mariners. 
And apparently part of that is the Mariners getting an extra $1 million in international slot bonus. They now have the highest total over the Rangers. So they are trying hard for Otani. Yeah. Ohedi? Ohedi? No, you got it right. Otani? Yeah. Okay, I like that better. So really interesting. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Interesting story that uh, that he brings to the table because oh, yeah. he wants to do he wants to be a regular play, a position player and a pitcher on the fifth day. Because that's what he's done. Love it. And somebody has to be, nobody's done that in baseball. Uh, somebody's going to have to be agreeable to that concept. Or he's not going to sign with them. You know, the, the depressing thing about this is that even if they do allow it, he, at, at some point within the first couple of years, he's going to be slightly better at one or the other. And then the team is just going to be like, oh, we can't have you do this anymore. It may very well be the deal. And it's going to be lame because that's going to this could be so cool. That could be so much fun to watch. I mean, come on. How, how much more value? He would have to win the most valuable player every year. Right. So uh, a point of contention with a caller who didn't go, come onto the air with us but called us right as we went to commercial break about Saturday and Wisconsin and Marquette. Now, this will be part of the tone that we set for tomorrow's show will be this conversation. Listen, as it works for Packers-Vikings, Packers-Bears, Brewers-Cubs, Brewers-Cardinals, the, the standard rule of fan rooting is that you can't root for the rival even when you're not playing one another. But here's where I draw the line on that. All right, so now I've taken strong criticism for this, but so be it. I have uh, family, my sister and my dad and my grandpa, my late grandpa, who were Cubs fans, our Cubs fans, my dad and my sister, still with us, obviously. Cubs fans. So a year ago, when the Brewers were not very good and the Cubs made the postseason... I was happy for their success as it related to my dad and my sister. That's fair. Okay, I've talked yeah. about that at length, so I don't need to beat up that storyline. Um, On the other hand, family is overrated, so... I mean, <laughs> yeah, solid point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the most part, I would say I am never, ever, unless it benefits the Brewers, never, ever rooting for the Cardinals. And this year, I did not root for the Cubs, and I made it very clear in the post, in the regular season and into the postseason. I said, don't tell my sister, but I am rooting against the Cubs. And, of course, she found out. No. So, which is fine. Well, once again, like family is overrated. overrated. Yeah. So, uh, as we talk about Wisconsin and Marquette, the caller that called uh, just as we headed to break said... Okay, so Rich called in. Uh, he wanted me to pass along that uh, he never, ever wants Marquette to win a single game because they're the big recruiting rival in the state. What do you think about that? I understand the recruiting rival. I mean, I get that concept. So, um, so do we think that players in-state choose to go to Marquette because Marquette wins a head-to-head matchup with Wisconsin? Do you think Do you think there has been a player in the Marquette-Wisconsin basketball history that has chose 
to go to Marquette. Yes. Because they beat the Badgers the previous year or the year prior to that. Yeah. I'm going to go what? ahead and say yes. I don't have really? any examples, but I'm guessing that, look, uh, well, That's crazy. I, this might be a gross generalization, but sometimes athletes aren't always the most intelligent oh, people ever. yeah. So maybe- Coming from the guy that just said family's overrated. Yeah. I know a lot of really smart stuff. Let me tell you. Uh, so maybe one. I mean, you're saying one ever in the history yeah, of time? Probably. I guess. I guess my point is- I get um, you though. I, I hate Marquette Saturday. But you like him the rest of the year? No. By and large, I'm sort of just immune to... Uh, I'm wh- What's the word I'm looking for? I'm apathetic. Yeah. I'm um, I'm Switzerland when it comes to Marquette. I don't, I don't root for, but I don't root against. And I, I have friends, and uh, I, I would call Armin a friend. Yeah. Armin's a big Marquette oh, sure. fan. I'm happy for Armin's happiness when they're not playing Wisconsin. Well, huh? Okay, I I guess that's a stretch for you. I, get I it. guess, yeah. Um, so I, but I I do. I hate the Cardinals, and I never root for them unless it were to benefit the Brewers. Like this weekend, I hate the Vikings, but I am rooting for the Vikings. That's gonna be tough for me on Sunday to win at Carolina. It's gonna be really tough for me to do that. Because I really it dislike them. It helps. Honestly, I like the Bears more than I like the Vikings. Is that like a common thing now, by the way? I feel like I'm not alone on that feeling. You like the Bears more than the Vikings. Yeah, I actually, well, because they're not a threat. Yeah, well, that would probably be why. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I always wonder, in our business, could I... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent. Thanks, Bob. I'm indifferent about Marquette. There's a good word. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I was looking for, and I was looking to I you liked, to help me find it, and you didn't help I, me at all. You said apathetic, which was an even better word. It's a stronger... Mm. The English scholars that have been clearly tuning in today, well, they, they would love it. Obviously, it, unlike me, you, I dived in college, and you dove, so we're not going to come to the same word. It's not even the same sport, Mike. What? <laughs> so, yeah, so I am... Um, I am indifferent where Marquette is concerned. I'm hardly ever indifferent about the Bears or the Vikings or the St. Louis Cardinals, bitter rivals. I am hardly ever indifferent about Ohio State. And every time Wisconsin plays Ohio State, my hatred grows a little bit higher. Listen, I respect Iowa, but I hate them. You know, I mean, Wisconsin beat Iowa this year, thank goodness. But I, I have a healthy respect slash hate for Iowa. Because Iowa football is Wisconsin football. We're just better at it right now. They recruit to the same fertile recruiting or infertile recruiting grounds. I mean, they get the same kids. Iowa gets some Wisconsin kids. It doesn't appear that Wisconsin gets any Iowa kids, but typically there aren't any. Oh, geez. Come on, Iowa. Step it up. Yeah, they need to do better in that on that front. So there are two schools in the Big Ten that I think Wisconsin is essentially identical to, but better at, and that's Nebraska and Iowa. The programs are trying to do the same thing, and Wisconsin right now, in the moment, and for a few years, has just done it better than those schools. And I'm happy when Iowa keeps Kirk Ferentz. I think he's a very good coach, but I don't think he's as good as what is at Wisconsin. I, I don't know if I like that Scott Frost went to Nebraska. It's probably good for Nebraska, which not isn't necessarily good for Wisconsin, but we'll find out. It takes a while to to figure out whether that's going to work. Frost is going back home. He had success there as a player. Obviously, he had success as a coach at Central Florida. So 
again, this goes back to rivalry and hatred, and rivalry-hatred is actually a healthy combination as long as it doesn't go, you know, where you poison trees like they do with Auburn and Alabama. Yeah, it's not a great time. I, I mean, look, I'll say uh, I this is going to be hard for me to admit, and it's, people are going to be mad at me. Hold probably. on a second. Are you sure you want to go here? But I own a Badgers t-shirt. And I do also own a Marquette Golden no, Eagles t-shirt. No, you don't. I do. You don't. I do indeed. Seriously. I'm dead serious. I think I have a Wisconsin sweatshirt and a Marquette sweatshirt. I, I ride right down the middle, baby. Love everybody. <laughs> I know. It's terrible, right? It's just absolutely terrible. My appreciation for you and what you do uh, just took a dip. Oh. Well, yeah. Yeah, look, I can't win them all. Can't win them all over. I'm, I'm trying, though. It's a big loss right there. Yeah. So we'll we'll dive into that. Uh, and then on Saturday, when we talk about what we did on Friday, I will say we dived into that conversation. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. We do have a call on the line at the moment. Uh, TJ wanted to weigh in on dived, dip, duck, dove, and dived. Yeah. yeah. TJ. Hey. Hey. I just, I just want to make a quick point. It, it doesn't <laughs> okay. have to do with diving, but if you take a nose dive... The past tense of that would be nose dived. Right, because you it, don't know. You wouldn't say wouldn't I nose say dove. No, nose dove. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Thank so you. so if you said nose dived, then he's leaning towards I dived. I am just telling you they are uh, both acceptable uses of the past tense of being a diver. Do you want to hear the results of the poll that we have up? Um, I, this might hurt you a little bit. <laughs> Sure. I mean, we can wait a little bit. No, we, still get, we no, can let I mean, people scramble and vote here still. Yeah, I mean, people understand that just because they voted doesn't make it right. This is not... The use of the term is not a democracy. Wait, it isn't? No. I thought this was, like, nice and official. Like no, forever. you don't get to use voting a democracy to determine whether a word is being used properly or not. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it so much less cool. All right. We asked, if you were a diver in college and someone asked you what sport you did, I don't even know if that's the right way to put it. No, it's not. But- what is your answer? Uh, I dove, leading the way, 77% of the vote. So 23% understand that you can say, I dived. <laughs> yeah, only 23%. Yeah. yeah, only one in four actually get it. Yeah, you know well, the, the, less than that. The, the strongest argument that, uh, that John Adias uh, hates that I use on him sometimes. Okay. Hates it. I'm ready. Like it, it makes his, uh, it, it just makes his day take a significant dip. Is it a straw man argument? Huh? Is it, no. Not when a straw I man? say, John, I'm sorry, you just don't get it. Oh, that is, see, okay, that's a tough so, one. So when I talk, because he thinks I'm talking down to him. Yeah, because you know, he kind of are. Say, hey, you know what? John, you can be wrong on this, but the problem is, is you just don't get it. <laughs> See, that is talking down to. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. why he would be like he that. He hates that. Yeah, he should hate it. That's horrible. Yeah, but it's, it's sometimes it's accurate. Well, see, the way I would take it is that, that if you said that to me, I would think, okay, you think me and my generation just doesn't get it because that's usually sometimes the context. That's true. That's usually the context I hear it in. Many being times a young that's guy. true. Yeah, and you know, in that millennial conversation, have you listened more to the use of the letter T? That I brought up with you before. What? So um, I'm, I, I always struggle to find uh, on the spur of the moment the the names and or words that apply to this. But millennials don't like to use the uh, double letter T like battle 
they'll say battle. Like oh, it, like you yeah. would if you were English. You told me this. That's garbage. Oh, listen no. for it. You All you got to do is listen for it. It happens all the time. Look. And it happens, by the way, even with millennials in our industry. Well, okay. I guess maybe I'd do it. I don't know. No, okay, look. Here's what I will admit. Maybe we don't like to say two Ts, so we'll we'll change that to one D and just say battle. Battle and just kind of have it flow. But there's, Well, I know. You, we I wouldn't go, say battle. Yeah, like... Uh, the Battle of Hastings, 1066. Is that what we're well, doing? That, yeah, but you see, but the thing is, that is that horrible, too many people do it, and it's not because and they're not trying to use a British accent. I think it's a Kardashian thing. What? I do. Uh, Somebody's listening right now, and they know exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm not coming up with the best examples of it. Well, to that one person out there, you guys are both <laughs> wrong. One person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, you just I really, wouldn't understand. I really Mike. thought. I'm sorry that you don't get it, but I really <laughs> thought that when I brought that up to you, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I brought it up to you. I really thought that you, and I said to you, you're going to listen for this now. You're not even going to try, but you're going to listen for this, and you're going to hear exactly what I'm talking about. And then you didn't. I've never heard anybody say something like that ever, ever. That is not true. And by the way, um, right up there with, like, you just don't get it, that whole argument is is my personal favorite, I'm sorry you feel that way. Because it's not saying I'm sorry, it's just I'm sorry that you feel the way that you do, because that way is incorrect. It's right up there with that one. Right. Yeah, yeah it would be along the lines of, uh, I don't mean any disrespect, which you're going to follow with the disrespect. Yeah. Oh, no, or or yeah. with all due respect, Yeah. Or which uh, means I'm going to disrespect you right after I say with all due respect. No disrespect, but lead right into disrespectful statement. Yeah, so all of that kind of applies, but you millennials, I, I can't believe, I seriously can't believe, I, I, I wish I was better at coming up with the, the spur of the moment examples, because I hear it all the time, and I sort of make a mental note, and then it goes away. And then I don't remember. Oh, look, just uh, next time it happens, just to have the person just stop what they're doing, pull out your phone, record it on there, bring it in. We'll play it over the air. We'll get some. We'll get a 100% judgment on this for sure. Okay, uh, thanks, Joel. Joel tweeted in. Oh, um, wait, I did? No, a different Joel. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and he, he said, use the word important. 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 How many millennials do this all the time? They'll say the word important. I guess I just can't imagine anybody in America using a British accent for no reason. No, that's it's basically not, what you're doing. It's yes, basically but you're not what saying you're doing. it. You're not saying it like it's important. <laughs> We're going all cockney now? Yeah, it's, it, but they, uh, millennials do it all the time. They'll say the word important, and they'll say important. Hmm. Important. Important. Uh, if you say so. Uh, look, I'll listen. Listen, now that I've said it, now that I've brought it up to you again and gone there on the air, important. I, I, listen I'll, for it. Listen for it. I'll listen that to it. That middle T. I just that don't just gets glossed it. over with intent. With intent? What, yeah, you think because we chose it's learned. To do this? Yeah, it's, it's a learned behavior. From who? You hear it from others and you copy it. So where did it start then? The Kardashians is who the I'm blaming. Car- this comes back to the Kardashians. Are you I'm kidding gonna me? I'm going to blame the, the Kardashians, yes. You know what? Honestly, that's okay. I'm okay with blaming them for anything you want to. That's 100% okay. But, I mean, Joel's dead on. Thank you for, for filling in the word that I couldn't. Not you, Joel. A different Joel that emailed or tweeted oh, at me. I thought it was me again. No, it's not you again. Uh, you don't get it. <laughs> this oh, I Joel just don't get actually it. gets it. And, uh, and the word that I, one of the example words that I couldn't come up with, he did. But look, this show ain't big enough for two jewels. Oh, it's not? No, no. Oh. All right, so you can take tomorrow off, and uh, we'll bring in the Joel that tweeted at me. 
Oh, well, okay. You know what? I can. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, no, go for it. I'll I'm, take the uh, no, afternoon dude, off. We need you. Here. Not Joel. Come on in. No, come no, on no. in. Man. We we need you here. You, uh, you're you're an important you're an important part of the show. Wow, thanks. That makes me feel really I, important. I think you're very important, Natalie Portman. No. <laughs> doesn't work. I'm trying here. All right, so go New Orleans Saints tonight and then uh, College Football Awards. I think uh, that uh, maybe we'll get some good news from uh, some of those awards that are coming in. So we'll get to those. We'll talk to you tomorrow after 3 on The Mike Heller Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.